Good morning, everybody. I am trying to be more positive. So I started what they call uh, a gratitude journal. You know, I saw Oprah was talking about that. You write down what you're what you're grateful for. And I I gave you her gratitude journal. Yeah. Yeah. I opened it up last night. And, uh, yeah. And I said, you know, if it's good enough for Oprah, it's good enough for me. And, you know, I, I was thinking I was grateful uh, for doctors. That was the first thing I wrote. You know, I, I write whatever comes into my mind. And, sure. you know, here here I had this um, horrible, uh, uh, you know, the situation with my tooth. And then I went to a man who knew how to cure it with root canal. And I was like. You know, I'm really grateful for this guy. He he took away my pain. I'm walking around like a human being again. And I mean, isn't it great that we live in a world where there are people who actually know how to fix shit like that? I mean, the pain uh, I was experiencing, my tooth was like a dull headache in my tooth and it was constant. And I really couldn't think straight. And then I went and he um, and I didn't know this. The, the dentist is not called a dentist. The guy who does root canal is called an an, an endodontist isn't it yeah how'd you know that because i've had a root canal <laughs> look at you <laughs> i didn't know you had a root canal you have such perfect teeth i had more than one i've had two wow yeah i've had two also uh robin has beautiful teeth perfect lips and teeth she knows it oh. too she flaunts it when she you, I... look at her now doing it yeah, i see what you do <laughs> Stop it. I'm doing nothing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. 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 My Stop teeth are an anomaly. <laughs> Stop teasing me with that. With that anomaly Nothing thing. was done for them. They just came out yeah. this way. Yeah. I, I tell you, you know, you always complain about your genetics. I mean, I complain about my genetics. I got something to complain about. <laughs> but uh, Stop it. Yeah. I wonder if Oprah took Ozempic because uh, she got skinny. I'm, I'm on her Instagram. That too. I she know. I want. Said. I want a full investigation. You know, it's amazing what I. What, I'm, first of all, I have been spending an inordinate amount of time on various websites looking at celebrities who are now thin. You know, who were not super fat, but. You know, like there was a controversy. One of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was always a little bit chunky. Not a fat, uh -huh. but chunky. And now she's super skinny. Two of them now. And everyone well, was speculating. One? So I can go take a look. It was uh, Erica Jane was one. And the other one is, um, what the fuck is her name on Beverly Hills Housewives? Dark hair. Kyle. Kyle Richards. And people oh, really? were writing. Yeah, they both got thin. And everyone said, well, they took Ozempic. That was the big topic, like on Daily Mail and stuff. And then they they came out with statements, I did not take Ozempic, been hitting the gym hard, blah, 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 blah. So I go around, and anyone I see looking a little <laughs> bit thin, I do an investigation. I'm like, I, and, and the investigation consists of this. I sit there and I go, hmm, wonder if she did Ozempic. <laughs> when was the last time I saw her in public? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't Let think these celebrities care. You know, there's this whole rap about Ozempic that it makes your face look old. 
but your body will be thin. And I don't think they believe it. I think they're just like, you know what? I want to be thin. I'll take my chances looking old and then I'll go to the plastic surgeon. That's right. I'll get it picked up. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote down, I was grateful for the man who did uh, my root canal. He did such a wonderful job. I'm feeling so good and I'm feeling so grateful. And, and your, uh, your what? Your what? My esophagitis is gone? All gone. And he knew it, too. He said to me, it'll be gone in three days. And on the third day, it boom, disappeared all of a sudden. <laughs> it was crazy. These guys know what they're doing. And I, I'm grateful for doctors, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank a lot you, of people you. take for granted that, the, you know, what did they? I was thinking about it. I was talking to my endontist, and he said that there's evidence of root canal Going back to ancient Egyptian times that they had some sort of process. But really? really, yeah. But when you think about it, what the hell, like in, in like during the Civil War years, what did you do if you had a root canal situation? I mean, there was no root. You couldn't get medical services like they, they had some guy who drove around in a wagon uh, selling you an elixir. You know what I Remember mean? Remember that scene in... Um Tom Hanks that movie in a, with Tom Hanks and and yeah. uh, his ball, his soccer ball. He yeah, had to knock sure his do. own tooth out. Yeah, that's what they probably did back then because you'd go insane otherwise. So I'm, uh, I don't know. They they used to put leeches on your teeth. I think. Fuck out the. <laughs> but uh, you know, I saw the Three Stooges once. They tied um, Moe's tooth to a horse. <laughs> And they pulled it out. Actually, you know, it's funny because Mo, they said, you know, giddy up to the horse, whatever that means. Horses seem to know what that means. And then Mo just got dragged for like a mile. <laughs> His <laughs> tooth didn't come out. No, no, he just kept going. And you know, Curly was like, making all of his noises that don't do anything. And then Mo would beat up Larry and Curly, and like Mo's an idiot, and he's beating up the other two idiots. It was crazy. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very grateful for this knowledge that these people have. You know, back in the old days, your, your doctor, your dentist, your barber, they were all the same person. That's right. You know, hey, I'll give you a haircut. The animals too. <laughs> but remember they, in the old movies, they used to tie a big, uh, like kerchief around your head when you had a toothache. Yeah. Yeah. You know what to do. But I'll tell you, that pain was really dull and annoying. And it felt like I had a fucking headache all day. And now, I, uh, now I'm feeling well, good. Well, what I'm you're eating. saying to me, though, is that the Egyptians knew how to do root canal. But yeah. was the knowledge lost between then well, and a certain who, amount of time? Who knows what they were doing for this root canal? You know what I mean? They, <laughs> they might, you know, they used to t turn you into a mummy. Yeah, who knows what they did? <laughs> They killed you, but they they got the tooth out. Yeah, they had something, but I'm sure it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, who knows what they did? But I mean, you know, it was kind of amazing because, you know, they really got to dig in and drill. And I was in the chair for like an hour and a half and they gave me so much Novocaine. I didn't feel a thing. I mean, it was painless. Right. You don't have any pain while you're sitting there. No. And the procedures going on. No, but yeah, so people say, well, is the root canal painful? No, it's not at all. In fact, I almost fell asleep in the chair. But, you know, when you go home, you're sore because your mouth is uh, pried open for so yeah. long. Your jaw hurts. And Let uh, me ask you something. Did they put all this stuff in your mouth and completely isolate the tooth so that yep. the tooth 
It's called like, a dental. That's amazing. It, it's called a dental dam because what they're trying to do is prevent bacteria from getting into the open tooth. So they put on a dental dam and then they even have like a little pillow for your mouth because your mouth is pried open. Right. And uh yeah, but you know, that getting over that, I took a bunch of Tylenol and um and Advil. I did take one Vicodin, but uh I didn't really need the Vicodin. You know, people some people are just babies. They really, you know, they carry on. Well, I always think back to Tom Arnold, and I always said to Tom, Tom Arnold, I don't understand this addiction thing because I've taken Vicodin, and it hardly dulls the pain. I and asked my doctor said, about that. Yeah, but Tom said to me, oh, you don't take it as it's prescribed, Rob. <laughs> right, right. You know what it is? My doctor said with Vicodin, if you take it while you have pain, it'll relieve your pain like a Tylenol will. It's like a super extra strength Tylenol kind of thing. If you don't have pain and you take it, that's why people get addicted to it. Yeah, and but I, Tom was saying he would take a bunch of it because he really wanted to get high. And he said that's when he had problems shitting. And you know what? I got to say, I don't know from what, but I was, I've been constipated for maybe it's between the antibiotic and then everything else. Uh-huh. But, um, I, I, I was shitting little tiny rabbit pellets, like little <laughs> hard things. And now that I'm off everything, all of a sudden, yesterday I took a big duty. And I got to tell you, this morning I weighed myself. I was three and a half pounds lighter. <laughs> oh I'm not my joking. Goodness. I was at what 196. Did that toilet look like? Uh, uh, it wasn't that bad, but all of a sudden I was down three pounds at 193. You think three pounds of excrement would. Duty, yeah. Yeah. I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, awesome. But yeah, so I uh, I tried but to write like you were taking your um, Metamucil crackers during that whole time, and it still oh, yeah. didn't work. Yeah. No, <laughs> and I took probiotics too, which somebody told me to take. One of the people in the doctor's office, I took those, and I don't know, maybe well, nervous because cause you to go to the bathroom. They no, help no. the lining of your stomach. Right, I took that. Anyway, I, I, I hold on a second. Oh, hey, Tom Arnold, you just mentioned him. Hey, Tom. Tom, you okay? Staring at me. What's wrong? You all right? He's just staring at me. Really? Tom. Tom, what's going on? I'm gonna. I, I don't have time. Are his for eyes this. open? I mean, yeah. is he awake? <laughs> Tom, say something. You can barely uh, Sorry. Sorry. Can oh. you hear me? Oh. Oh, yeah. What, what, what's going on with you? Sorry. I'm really nervous. I'm, I'm actually uh, talking to you from an AA meeting. Uh, so, oh. uh, uh, this whole uh, path that you're on with, uh, uh, talking about going for the root canal, it's a slippery slope, buddy. Next thing you know, you're blowing guys at a 7 Eleven for fentanyl. Am I right? <laughs> Have you been there? <laughs> no, I, no, Tom. All I had was I had a root canal. The doctor did prescribe a very small amount of Vicodin. I took one, and it was very effective. I I didn't blow yep. anyone afterwards. You know what that, I'm saying? That, that's what happens. That's what. Next thing you know, even like I, I took one single fourteen pound shit about three weeks ago. And, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, those, my the shits, the shits become addictive, Howard. The shits become addictive. Uh, well, and, listen, uh, uh, listen, you, pal, ahead, you, you know, some of us can take a Vicodin and not start blowing guys for a Vicodin <laughs> afterwards. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, I don't feel any. In fact, 
I had a bunch left over I had to throw out. Well, that's what happens. Everything could be uh, like aspirin could be a slippery slope. You take too much aspirin. And I, are you like me? Do you end up uh, smoking crack, uh, free basic in the parking lot? At Kmart? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I listen, Tom, you go. It seems to me you, you need to go back to uh, sleep. OK, All right, let me call my sponsor. All right, yes, thank please. You. Yeah, I yeah, thought he was ahead. at an AA meeting. <laughs> <What's that done? laughs> wow. Damn, that's a good impression. I want to hear that some more. <laughs> what else can we talk to Tom Arnold about? Oh, dear. Well, I'm sure he's got some more drug stories for it. Fake Tom Arnold has fake drug stories? Okay. Yes. Wait a yes. minute. Hold on. <laughs> uh, can you tell me your craziest drug story? Yeah, I was, uh, well, I was snorting heroin at a narcotics anonymous meeting. With, really? Uh, right at the meeting? <laughs> yeah, at the meeting. I know, it sounds crazy, right? But uh, uh, I yeah, go to yeah. these uh, celebrity <laughs> meetings, you know. And, yeah. uh, well, By the and, way, uh, hey, I meant to tell you when, you know, Roseanne just had a stand-up special. Did that make you want to do drugs because, you know, you were married to her and now she's, you know, back on TV doing a stand-up special. You know what I'm saying? Could, yeah, could, it's uh, it, I I know this uh, a slippery slope. Is it a yeah, trigger? This, yeah, yeah. This, this might not make uh, sense to anybody, but uh, uh, watching your ex uh, get a comedy special, even if it's on Fox News, is a trigger. Uh, <laughs> right, <for me>. right. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, so you almost ended up back up on drugs. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're uh, straight to transsexual porn. Are you like me? <laughs> you do that? Uh, all right. Damn good. Damn good yeah. job, that, that fake Tom Arnold. Anyway, um, what was I telling you about before fake Tom Arnold came on? Well, it was and, we were talking about your tooth and how you're grateful for uh, doctors and your gratitude journal. Yeah. Robin gave me Robin as like a goof gift. <laughs> gave me the sent me the Oprah gratitude journal. And it, I actually went online to see how much she spent on it because I was so livid because it's such nonsense. It was like $27 plus tax, I think, if I remember yes. correctly. It was a while ago you got me that, and I was so livid I threw it away because it's it's, <laughs> it's like you don't need that for $27. And you, you could buy a really great journal, leather journal, hardcover with great writing paper, much better than the quality paper that Oprah. But it won't have Oprah's guidance. Prompts. Yeah, yeah. It's at Oprah's. <laughs> like Oprah has a prompt. And it's like, I, you know what? I'm creative enough. I don't need her prompt. I can figure, I can go, hey, what am I grateful for? My my doctor performing root canal. Like she's like, like it's like she, on every page, it's it's gummed up with Oprah-isms. <laughs> I follow Oprah on um Instagram. Now it was driving me fucking nuts. Oprah's in Jordan. I thought Jordan was a dangerous place, but I, Oprah, and I don't know how Gail, like Gail King's what? got a She's regular. In Jordan. Jordan, where, isn't that like an Arab country? Uh, yeah, it's over there in the Middle East somewhere. Yeah, I don't even know where it is, but I know it's so weird. Like it's Oprah with Gail King. This Gail King, I cannot figure out. Whenever Oprah needs her, she's there. Like, like Gail King works in New York. She's on CBS Morning News. It's the gig of a lifetime. But yet she's able to leave at the drop of a hat to go off with Oprah on adventure. Well, that's and what most, I said when they first uh, announced that contract for her. 
Yeah. I said, well, does she get Oprah's schedule and yeah. say, this is when I need off? Like her, her full-time job is more, her job is more sort of hanging out with Oprah than it is being on the CBS Morning News. And, you know, if I, if I was Gail, like I put way more energy into CBS Morning News than drop, like I know some people like this. They want to maintain, like there's a woman I know she, who hangs around with famous people because she loves it so much. And, and, and Gail's, like Gail's got a great gig. She's the morning anchor on CBS Morning News. She's the and main she, star. She's the main star and she's, and, and, and like, I know that what she's got to be doing is saying, Hey, Oprah wants to go to Jordan. I have to leave. I have to go. You have to give me off. Like she must have written into her contract. When Oprah needs me, I go. I'm yeah, not that, giving up my, a, you have to let me go. And then I think Oprah flashes the bat signal and Gail is there. I mean, <laughs> it's a big giant Oprah in the sky. Have you ever seen it? Big, well, all I know is that Oprah does all of a sudden just show up places. Well, now she's in Jordan and uh, it's on her Instagram. And I think they were on camels, Oprah and Gail. And Gail, Gail and Oprah almost dress the same. They both wear big kind of caftans like those. They almost look like maternity outfits, like these big well, giant outfits. Yeah, well, that's what Elizabeth Taylor was running around yeah. in for a few years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've got that Elizabeth Taylor kind of look, exactly. And uh, Oprah wrote, we are stepping out of our box and going on adventures because it's 2020 me, not just 2023. And I was like, man, what does that fucking mean? It's not 2020 me. It's not not just 2020. I mean, I, I, I go crazy. I went <laughs> crazy when you gave me analyzing the, these things. I analyze. I get nuts. <laughs> and I'm like so upset that Gail is like, I'm like, why would Gail drop everything for Oprah? Isn't there such a thing as saying, Oprah, I hear you're going to Jordan, but I've got a job. I've now I'm on TV. It's my time to shine. Oh, what did I say? It says here, Gail is on CBS this morning. What did I say? No, you I said saying, she's in Jordan. She is on CBS right now, today. She's working. Well, all I know <laughs> is maybe she just got back because she was in Jordan with Oprah. Look was it up. A, I couldn't just be for the weekend, could it? Yeah, no, I Oprah's don't know. post, I think, was like from a day ago, like yesterday. Let me double check that. Well, whatever. Yeah, one day ago. I don't know. One day ago. <laughs> So she just got home and she went right back to work. She, the woman must be exhausted. Well, that's what I always think because you'll talk about those dinners she's ha she has with the girls, and and Gail is at every one of those dinners. That's what I mean. <laughs> you know, um, every when she went on that hike, Gail was on. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, like just like the mundane stuff that Oprah does. Yeah. Gail's always there. Gail should just move to Montecito and do CBS this morning from from uh, from Oprah's house. And like, I Coming guess Stedman live from Oprah's house. Yeah, I don't think Stedman goes on these trips, so he's glad that Gail kind of goes. And just drives me crazy that everyone's like running to Oprah whenever she wants to go somewhere. And why did she pick Jordan? I got to figure 
is some money-making opportunity or, I don't know. I just feel Gail has got to find her own path. She's got to get away from Oprah. It's going to ruin her career. Don't you think it's too late? I'm worried. I'm wor- Let me just say I'm concerned, <laughs> all right? To the point that I might have to pick up the phone and say, look, <laughs> someone's got to help you. <laughs> I like Gail a lot. I've met Gail many times. She seems very stable, very She's bright. She's a very sweet woman. But man, oh man, I don't know what Oprah did to her. Like she drops everything. I mean, dude, you go to work. Anyway, we I, lived in I don't the know. same building when I was sick, and I got the most lovely letter and flowers yeah. from Gail, saying she was so glad to hear that I was doing better. I'm surprised she had time to write you a letter. I guess Oprah gave her a few I guess days it was off. On the way to the car. <laughs> yeah. Well, so listen. She could I mean, beat Oprah. They have a lovely friendship. I don't have any problem with that. But she seems to drop everything to get to be with Oprah. Now I don't know why Oprah got to go to Jordan. Like, why in the, all the places in the world? Why? Why wouldn't you go to Jordan? I know it didn't look like fun. It looked like a lot of desert. But I think I know what she means when she says it's not just 2020 me, it's 2023. What's that mean? Well, in 2020, she couldn't go anywhere. Oh, because of the pandemic. Uh, pandemic. And now it's 2023, so she can't be 2020 me. She's got to have adventures. I'm, I'm consumed with Oprah. I follow her on Instagram. That's how, I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty big commitment. Marianne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Oh my God, Howard, I freaking love you so much. Robin, you're not going to believe this. You know me, I got a million topics on my head. I'm channeling Howard, I swear. You could ask the screener. I said, I want to talk about Oprah today because I was watching her as well. And she was making eggs, Robin, and she's skinny. She's skinny as hell. And I go, I think she's watching you, Robin. I think she's copying what you did because she just jumped on this train to get skinny. And Howard, I am Damn right. Deep. I believe she does everything wrong. Robin does. That's well, what I, think. I was thinking about that too, Marianne, because first she gets thin, then she's going on adventures. What do right. I? What did Robin, I do? I was just say that. She, All right, I'm, Marianne. Not only am I going to have you locked up, but I'm lock up Robin. Too. Wait, wait, Howard. Let me say one thing. I'm not cheap, and everyone knows it. Her magazine is twelve ninety nine. I will not buy it, Howard. How the hell could she keep reinventing the same magazine? Oh, Oprah's favorite thing. All right, all right. Enough. <laughs> I'm not here to bad her, well, but she's trying to understand. Most magazines are magazines now twelve dollars a piece. Yeah, because people only buy one. Uh, <laughs> they only sell one issue. They got assume magazines are going to cost. One issue has to last them until the is, next one comes out. One issue going to be a million dollars. Anyway, no, I'm really concerned about Gail. I, I was like, Gail, pack a bag. We're going to Mars. <laughs> Oprah, I can't go to Mars. I have a job. We're going to Mars. Mars, that takes like years to get to. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have a virtual gale. Maybe, you know, they're pulling the wool over our eyes. Here it is. Oprah wrote, we're in Aqaba, Jordan. It's the city that time says you must visit in 2023. It's on a list of 100 cities. And so we're saying yes to Jordan all this week. We started at the Dead Sea. We went to the baptismal site where Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River. All right. Sounds like fun. 
It's on a list of 100 cities? Yep. Well, Is she going to all 100? I was thinking about travel. A lot of people get on me about I don't travel. Even my psychiatrist. It's like, you know, you need to go to Italy. You love art. You should see the Ephesians. I said, not the Ephesians. Ephesians, yeah. It's, it's, it's the Ephesians. He told me there's a museum in Italy called Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians, maybe, not the Ephesians. Isn't it at the Ephesians? <laughs> well, it's something like that. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, I had a good laugh. He goes, What are you laughing at? I go, Because Ephesians. <laughs> by the way my psychiatrist is a child psychologist that's why i, I was hired gonna him. say yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like he's with a grown man i was like hey you said feces <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a time out but uh anyway uh, people say to me you should travel and i thought about it and and they feel sad for me, like I'm a shut-in, I don't want to go anywhere. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this. I've done things in this world that they never do. Like, yeah, they need to go travel because they need to see. Done? Robin, I've sat in a chair and talked to David Letterman <laughs> on national television. I Like walking that high wire act. I've... I've done pay-per-view specials that were the highest grossing. I made a movie of my life when I was 40-something years old. I wrote three best-selling books. I mean, I I have How electricity. Excuse me. One room. I have electricity <laughs> running through me where I speak to millions of people. I mean, th th I've experienced these. What do you think feces is going to excite me? <laughs> I interviewed Bruce Springsteen, sat in a room while the man played me personally a concert and it aired on hbo the feces Bruce, who has done amazing things he travels well he has to for his work but i don't i can do it right from here but i've <laughs> i've experienced everything sitting right in my house for me to travel it's to the feces the same howard it's not the same i i uh i my world was broadened immensely by going to southeast asia mm, yeah but I'm telling you, my world has been broadened by making the movie of my life. I'm, but I, that, I had that experience, too. So I have that and Southeast Asia. Why can't you add to it? There are some people who go on a trip, Howard. I don't need it. And, That's what I'm it. saying. You don't, you don't know no. what I'm going to say. Oh, I know. I know everything. What? What? What I, know, was I, I wrote the script that we're reading right now. <laughs> what was I going to say? I, I was good. You were going to listen. You were going to tell me how travel has enhanced your life. No, I was going to tell you that some people who think that this is the only place they could ever be happy. They go to someplace else and they get a sense of home and a feeling that they want to be there and it's a special place to them and then they take up residence in that new place because it becomes so special to them Robin Ophelia more and more people are coming around to my way of thinking alright well uh, 
It yes, never well, happened to me, but it could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, people travel to see me. I'm like, uh, I'm a, I'm a sightseeing. I'm like the Statue you, of David. You are one of those wonders of the world. You're yeah. probably on Oprah's list. Go to meet Howard Stern. I like that you you've traveled the world and you 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 preach that people will go to some place special and they will get a feeling and even want to be there and you ended up in Jersey so so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's I said right it there. never happened to me, but no, I know it people it's happened to. Anyway, uh, I don't know people. I've seen I've seen people interviewed from Jordan and. They don't seem all that excited about it. They're like, let me get the fuck out of here. You have no idea what live life is like for people in different places. Yeah, well, listen, I've been to Florida. I've been to a lot of different places. It's all great. That's America. Yeah. What's wrong with America? What are you, one of these communists? What's wrong with America. I'm simply saying that in other places in the world, people live differently. Good. Let him live. Jonas, you're on the no, air. Maybe in, uh, it would York. open your eyes to some of the problems in the world that we need fixed to, I don't, to I, have I, fixed. I, that's what I need. I sat of- and fixed problems all yesterday. I don't need to see more problems. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how many problems I had to fix yesterday. I'm going out of my mind with problems. <laughs> Go ahead, Jonas. It's a, lo- it's a lot of people thinking that they know what the other person needs. Right. Uh you know, only you can only you can remember everything you've been through and how you interpreted that and what you need as your medicine. Well, you know, Washington D.C. Washington D.C. is on Times Fifty Greatest Places to Visit. I've worked and lived there. I've I've done it all. I've done enough. Did you do any touring in Washington when you were there? Nope. Proud to say, <laughs> I I sat in my apartment and uh, worked on the radio show. Honestly. We went to the so same we could be two number or three one. horrible restaurants. Right. We ate a and Burger global, King every day. Global conditions are like the worst that they've been in more than a decade. Right. Uh, maybe two decades. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had this much global uh, disarray and conflict and issues. The world and seems some like of the wonders mess. of the world are going to go away. This is probably your last 30 years to see them. Yep. Hey, uh, thanks, exactly. Jonas. Jonas knows. Nothing to see. Yeah, Jonas knows. Anyway, uh, what else was I saying? Hmm. <laughs> oh, George Decay. Hey, George. Howard, if you traveled more often, you would learn new words and how to say them correctly. It's pronounced oofeezy. <laughs> That's what I said. Feezy. And uh, guacamole. If you Feezy. visited Mexico, guacamole. Tsunami from Tokyo, Japan. Tsunami. Tsunami. A tsunami. 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 See, there's a slight uh, a mispronunciation that you wouldn't understand unless you actually went to the country. Pierogi from uh, Poland. Pierogi. Pierogi. Wiederschnitzel from Deutschland, which is Germany. Wiederschnitzel. Aua. 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 A lot of people say agua. Aua. 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 Awa, not agua, agua. Try it again. Awa. Awa. Again. Awa. Awa. 
Awa. Awa. Awa. Awa. Where is he going to use these words? He's never going to these places. Exactly. You need to travel the world and you'll realize there's Ufisi. so fantastic words. Ufizi. Ufizi. It's not like you're even trying, Howard. Come on. Ufizi. 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 If you travel, uh, you can learn words like analingus. No, ah, no, it's anal, analingus. 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 Where are you going to learn that? Hmm. Samir, you're on the air from California. Go ahead, Samir. Hey, Howard. Hey, man. So, I, my, my family's from, from Jordan. I was born and raised in the uh, United States. I'm actually a dual citizen. Jordan is probably the most Western-friendly country there is. Uh, in fact, in 2016 or so, there was a Jordanian fighter pilot that was shot down by ISIS and captured and burned alive. I'm not sure if you remember that, but the king uh, just lost it and said that we're going to bomb, I believe the exact quote was, we're going to drop bombs on ISIS until we either run out of bombs or run out of gas. Oh, and yeah, I know uh, where Jordan is now that I'm thinking about it. Jordan is actually kind of a cool country. They, um, they're actually friendly to Israel, kind of. You know what I mean? They're right next to Israel, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, you know, they're, they're basically brothers with Palestinians. Uh, oh. But in, in terms of the Jordanian people, and being there, it's very safe. It's it's a great place, um, and yeah. So that, that's all. Just want to make sure cool. that, that you know it's there. But notice where you're living. You're living right in California, man. California. You're talking so yeah. great about the safety in Jordan. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you and one, something. And one more, one you know more why Jordan? You know why scary. Jordan is considered um, 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 a more liberal country. They only throw their gay people off two-story buildings. A lot of the <laughs> Arab countries, so you'll only break your head or maybe get your arm broken. You know what I mean? You won't uh, die. You just uh, break something. Yeah. But Jordan, true, but borders, that- Jordan borders Israel. I remember that. And I remember, I don't know. Just remember the king married a white girl. That's right. right. Oh, that's that country. Okay. Yeah, you Is know who... That, and, and what about, uh, you know who's from there? Michael Jordan, the uh, basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Samir. That's Samir from Jordan, who lives in California, I point out. I remember when all that happened. The, the Arab king married a white woman. Yeah. How dare he? <laughs> Matt, go ahead. You're on the air in Pennsylvania. Hey, now. Thanks for taking my call. Love you guys. Baba Boo to you all. Uh, Howard appreciated the uh, pee talk yesterday. I, too, suffer from having to pee probably every hour. I mean, sometimes I'm telling myself, like, did I just go because I have to go again? And I'm trying to yeah. step back. It's ridiculous. But uh, anyway, I am uh, getting my first call. It's going to be next week. So I wanted to uh, talk to you. I'm not really nervous about the procedure. I'm more nervous about all the particulars ahead of time. Like, you got to stop eating 12 hours in advance and then only clear liquids for a certain period. Then I got to wake up at like four in the morning and then drink that shit and shit my brains out again. So, well, Matt, uh, I, you should talk to your up? doctor. You should talk to your doctor. Number one, because my wife just had a colonoscopy about a year ago. And, yeah. uh, I understand now they just have a couple of pills you have to take. No more all that liquid and drinking really? all that stuff. Yeah. They've really, there's, there's a bunch of the pills. The prep you is take. much less invasive. As yeah, I, I understand it. 
Yeah, and so ask yeah, him I, about I the pills. The drinking thing. Okay. No, you won't. You won't have to do it. And also, even if you do have to do the drinking thing, it, you know, it's an inconvenience, but uh, there's really nothing to worry about. I mean, okay, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big nothing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. No, I, I it's so worth doing. That. All right, Matt. Other, it's other like other nothing. And then when you do it, and then when you do, I'm hanging up. And then when you do it, you're all of a sudden like, what the fuck was I afraid of? I mean, oh my goodness, it's such a nothing procedure. Um, I mean, yeah, when you're asleep, they stick a camera up your asshole, but you don't know you it. You don't know it. <laughs> uh, maybe the most shameful thing is when you wake up. I remember I, I, I woke up in a room. They propped me up in a like a chair. <laughs> I don't know who did that. I, you know, I mean, who, yes. I, I mean, how did you get there? I don't know. I would love to see what they did with my body. And, and when then, they put you out, Howard, were you just lying on your back? Yeah. Or my ah. side or something. Yeah. And, and like, you're like, whoa. So they wheeled me out and they must have taken my essentially dead body. And, and it's like a regular wooden chair. Like it doesn't even have a lot of like side arms or anything. Like, and I'm just propped up in there and I'm waking up. And then the only thing I noticed was, there's this little pad, like a doggy, you know, wee-wee pad. Like a wee-wee pad, yeah. Yeah, underneath my asshole, and, like, there was a little brown stain, so I guess that's some drippage, which is kind of embarrassing. Well, that was you the know. thing. When I had my surgery, I didn't read the report for a, about a year and a half, two years, and then when I read the report, I never wanted to see any of those people again because mm. they kept changing my position. Right. One minute I was on my knees, the next minute I was on my side, yeah. then this position and that. I was like, what was going on in there? They were constantly moving me around, flipping me like a pancake. Yeah, they must have like had a good laugh when they moved me around. <laughs> you know, that was first of all, wonder. Sure, a few people took pictures. You know. <laughs> My worst nightmare. Uh, yeah, I remember I woke up after a colonoscopy and Bill Cosby was standing over me, pulling his pants up and laughing. <laughs> Let's go to Jim. Jim, you're on the air in Missouri. Missouri. Hey, Howard. Hey, Howard. Hey. How you doing? All right. Hey, uh, first time, long time. I was... Uh, I didn't know if you had got a chance to watch The Bachelor yet and what your take was on uh, how that played out last night. Yeah, I watched it. Is it I the mean, end? He didn't fuck that first no. girl who was the hottest, and then the way he handled the third one, I thought it was that was kind of kind of crazy. But I didn't know what your yeah. take was. Uh, the Bachelor's a weirdo. These reality shows, I mean, they rely on weirdos. They don't want normal people. He was having guilt. He, he made a vow. He, you know, at the end, he's got three girls. You know what uh -huh. I mean? And he's got three you know, nice-looking girls. They seem like nice girls. But, of course, you know they're fucking nuts because they're on The Bachelor looking for love. And they're all panicked because all these girls are panicked because they're, like, 25 and they don't have a husband yet. Which right. is, you know, yes. for any of us who have lived life, we know that's ridiculously ludicrous. But they're in a panic, like they're going to get old and no one's going to want them. And so... uh the guy, he knows, he's watched The Bachelor a million times. So he says, I'm not going to fuck any of these girls in the fantasy suite. Because if I fuck them, 
and then I choose one, one's always mad. The one you choose goes, well, you fucked the other two girls. What are you <laughs> fucking other girls if you're in love with me, supposedly, and you want me to marry you? So he, he says, I'm not fucking. All right. Goes to the fantasy suite with the first girl, and sure enough, they slept in the same bed, but he didn't fuck her. Okay. And the girl had some smoking body, big titties, you know, the flat belly, the whole thing. She looked nice. Then, um, they gotta be fake titties on that girl. Gotta be. But anyway, I digress. I, I think well, we're natural, actually. You're insane. Really? <laughs> Look at the yes. expert, uh, piping it. Oh, listen, our booze are out every episode. They, they move <laughs> around to me. Well, that doesn't mean anything. She might have just a good doctor if they move I, around. All right. I, that's my, uh, it's my, my thinking. All right. Well, she's definitely the, the, She's the hottest one currently, but, uh, yeah. So I, um, anyway, I, uh, so then he goes to the fantasy suite with the second girl who's really kooky. I mean, I won't even get into her emotional problems. I've never seen anybody who's a bigger train wreck, like in terms of her emotional state. Really? Oh, my crying and carrying on all insecure. I mean, she's a handful. Well, he goes in the fantasy suite. What does he do? He fucked her. He gave in. He fucked her. Oh. And now he's feeling all guilty. And imagine he's going around saying, oh, my God, I made a terrible mistake. I, I fucked. So and, like, if you're a girl, you don't want this guy running around saying you were a mistake. Right. Fucking. I mean, even if they wind up together, she doesn't want to hear that it was a mistake. And P.S. She even said to him at a time, dude. This is between us. You don't need to go on TV and say you fucked me. And we'll keep it quiet. And if you don't choose me, you don't choose me, but we fuck. Well, this guy, he's got some weird conscience. Uh, he's, oh, my God, I fucked her. I, two seconds later, the guy breaks down <laughs> like he's being tortured. And he goes to the third girl. I fucked the second girl. She goes, well, th now you want me to go in a room with you? You just fuck, you just fucked someone last night, you asshole. She was going to keep it a secret, the second girl, and he blabbed immediately. I tell you, it's it's unbelievable what goes on in The Bachelor. These so guys are such douchebags. Vinny Who would want to marry this guy? narrow it down to two, right? He's got to, he narrowed it down to two. That's right. That's right. He did. So he, he has to keep the girl he fucked. Yeah. Now he's stuck with her because he fucked her. <laughs> And then he kept the third girl because she has no self-dignity. She has no pride. She should have left right away and said, she goes, okay, That's I can right. get past she it. She knows what happened. Yeah. This guy's not a player. He doesn't know how to play the game. And you fuck you. Just be cool about it. It's no one's business. So he got rid of the girl with the big tits. Never got to fuck her. You know. <laughs> I'm marrying anyone. Who's going to marry this guy? The guy doesn't go to work. What does he supposedly do? What's his uh, fake occupation? Oh, oh, he's um, he's like one of those medical. He's in medical sales, you know, where you, oh. they give you like half the country is your territory, and you go around <laughs> and sell antibiotics to doctors. <laughs> I mean, my God! It's a, oh, it's Donald Trump. What do you want to say? Well, this guy's a total moron. What a loser. What's the point of a mansion if you're not going to bang every single woman in it? You know, I fucked every maid at Mar-a-Lago, even the fat uh, Listen to me. Listen to me. You, you, 
You fucked uh, Stormy Daniels, and you stupidly gave her a payoff. So who well, are you to talk? Well, listen, this guy's falling apart because he fucked her. What a baby. What a pussy. You know what I mean? All right. You know, all right. All right. Not having well, a conscience is a good thing. Donald, a good you're thing. the man. You're the man. That's the right. Man. That's right. That's, That's why right. I'm okay. here. That's why I'm here. You know what I mean? You should see the hot tub at Mar-a-Lago. It's just filled with my jizz. It's incredible. It's a bowl of fuck soup. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why people oh love my. you. All right. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> fuck soup. You talk about The Bachelor. There's something really wrong with me. I, I said to my wife, you know, I'm sitting watching it. And um, the the uh, the guy, the host, Jesse, Jesse Palmer, he goes, and now I am going to do something very special we've never done before. It's always, you know, it's a big buildup. Right. I'm like, well, I know what he's going to do. He's going to tell one of these girls on The Bachelor Tells All that they're going to be the new bachelorette. It's like frowning Miss America. Yes. And, the, the you know, they've had a bunch of white contestants now who are the bachelor or the bachelorette. And they and they got, you know, screamed at for lack of diversity. So they ha I knew they had to get a black bachelor or bachelorette because uh -huh. every once in a while they get smacked in the head. Where, where are the Indians? Where are the Asians? Why is they, diversity only black? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, but everyone's very upset, Robin, not just you. <laughs> anyway, so uh there was this really hot black chick on this year, Charity. She's super hot. And uh I was surprised she didn't make the top three, but who knows what his deal is. I don't know if he can bring a black chick home to his parents. I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah, those parents. I would have brought. I would have brought. I would have brought her home and taken her right into the fantasy suite. Should see the body on this girl. Anyway, uh, Jesse said, "Now live on live television, I'm going to walk to her dressing room. She has no knowledge of this. She thinks we're coming to shoot promotional material, and I'm going to tell her she's the next Bachelorette." And I was laying in bed with my wife watching this. And all of a sudden, he knocks on the door, he walks in, and he sits on the couch next to this girl, um, Charity's her name. And he says, Charity, I have something to tell you. She goes, what? You're the next Bachelorette. Now, this is embarrassing. I got goosebumps when they told what? her she was in. Yeah, I got goosebumps. And it I said to my wife, you. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell my wife. And my wife goes, I'm embarrassed. She goes, I have goosebumps. Look at my arms. I go. I do too. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I you got you. Are perfect for each other. <laughs> <laughs> I found the right woman. <laughs> I mean, how embarrassing! The my bachelor wife was, moves you. My my wife was uh, yelling at me uh, that I hooked her into another season of American Idol. She's now looking forward to it. <laughs> Oh my uh, hey, Michael Rappaport, famous actor, guy who's uh, accomplished a lot in life. Uh, he must have something important to say. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, uh, how you doing, Howard? Listen, hey, Mike. Ha did you? Did you? Are you up to speed on The Bachelor? Did you see yeah. what happened last night? Absolutely. For, first of all, have they have they always called it Sex Week? No. Because 
I've Zach, never heard them refer the bachelor, to Zach the Bachelor is a douchebag. I don't know who would marry this guy. Uh, douchebag. Yeah, he says, oh, um, I like to call the sex week. And he started calling it sex week. He started calling it sex week. And then he tells each and every girl he's not going to have sex in the boom boom room, in the fantasy suites. And then he goes in there with the one girl. He doesn't have sex with her, although they look like they really yeah, want to just get describe, Mike, I just described this whole thing. Here's the thing. If I was lucky enough to be the bachelor, when I get it down to three, I'm fucking all three of them. I'm not marrying some chick well, without fucking her. Well, make up your mind, Howard. A few bachelors ago, you yeah. were screaming, how could you be sleeping with all of them? And then say you're going to marry one of them. That's crazy. Well, I wouldn't marry any of them because... If you fuck all three, it means you're not in love with any of them. You're not in love. If you're in love, you're not fucking all three of them. I just want to fuck all three of those girls, and that's it, and I'm getting out. Oh my. Like you real life. Test drive, you got to test drive the car. Um, also, uh, Howard, uh, I trust. By the way, Robin, I'm on with Michael Rappaport. We're talking man talk. I don't oh, want to say sorry. I wouldn't. Fuck. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'm stay like, out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, yeah, I'd fuck all those girls, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mike? Uh, I mean, you got to do something. I mean, you got to get a handy, a blowy. It's, it's something. a show, you gotta, you gotta, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't uh. know why he he made a big deal about not doing anything with any of them. But but you know, Howard, I was on hold yesterday for about fifteen minutes um, because yesterday was my birthday. Yesterday oh. was my birthday, and I went down to my doorman. I went to the mailbox. Nothing, and and all day I was expecting maybe something because uh, while. Your uh, a producer extraordinaire uh, uh, was on vacation. I don't know where. I don't know doing what. I don't know what was happening with him. I, I came to the studio, risked it all. I did the crap-up show. Um, I, I, I had to pay to get there. And, and, and <laughs> like, again, you, you know, oh, like, I don't know, man. Well, happy birthday, Michael. And uh, what can I, mean, I tell I you? That, Howard. It's, it's, it's a day late, a dollar short. <laughs> well, hey, man, that's all you get around here. You're not five years old. Get over it. All right. That's Mike Rappaport, everybody. He was looking for something. Meanwhile, Mike is in the Bachelor Fantasy League and with our staff, and he hasn't paid yet, and the rest of the league is pissed off. So I, I didn't want to embarrass him. Oh, maybe you should just make that his birthday present. <laughs> pay up his pay up his dues. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. These reality shows drive me crazy. I watch Thousand Pound Sisters. It's one of the best shows. But Jesus Christ, if it isn't a lesson of fucking up your life, one of the Thousand Pound Sisters, her name is Amy. She's married to a guy named Michael. This guy, Michael, I don't know if he's on the spectrum or what, but he barely can speak English. But they're two fats. I was married to one another. They're two hillbillies. And you know what? They had a nice thing. They're two worst-looking people on the planet, and they found each other, and they got married. She's she's obese. He he can't speak. I mean, I don't. I mean, he wears the same T-shirt with the big pot belly and everything. And but they're two people who found each other and somehow were attracted, and they they they're having a life together. Well, you go you're good for them. A lot into it. They found each other. They found each other. Well, <laughs> her dream was to get skinny. And have mm -hmm. a baby. So she lost a couple of pounds. He fucks her somehow. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, she had a baby. Beautiful yeah. baby. They brought a baby. 
And then quickly, she got pregnant again. Now she got two kids. Oh. The woman, the, before, she could barely, she doesn't clean the house. The whole fucking place is a mess. They found the rat feces. Don't ask what's going on. But the two of them were fine when they're on their own. Now she's got two kids. And all of a sudden, she's like, this fucking guy I married, he won't. He sits on the couch and plays video games. Now, this is the guy she married. He always played video He's games. He's always and done that, right? He loves it. She's like, <laughs> I'm running around the house trying to take care of two children, and he ain't doing anything. She's mad. And I just read in the paper they get a divorce. Yes. And I'm like, they ruined their lives. They, they had no business having children. They were happy. And and since he wasn't doing anything, now he's gone. There's not even anybody to ask to do something. I go crazy from these shows. Oh, they were perfect together. They were both fat. They were eating. They were having fun. Now they're divorced. And she can't take and care of herself. And there's two kids in oh, a mess. Well, she can't take care of herself. How she she can't right. lose weight. You know, I mean, she she hated her. And what do her. you she, think those children is gonna? What is gonna happen to the the children? Are they gonna learn anything? Well, hopefully, oh, healthy hopefully. eating habits. Everyone in the family is big and fat. Yeah, I hope these two perfect children don't grow up to be big and fat and, and have well, a medical their issues. Chances. You're rooting they, them they, on. These two had a hillbilly Romeo and Juliet going on, and uh, they fucked it all up. They had kids, and they didn't know they couldn't take it. You know, she's well, struggling. Romeo and Juliet didn't turn out so well either. Well, better than these two. <laughs> they wound oh up dead, God. Howard. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I wish them luck, but it's horrible. Hey, uh, there's one other thing. Maybe I should take a break. I, I hate taking breaks. I, I don't like taking I, breaks. I hate taking breaks <laughs> yeah by the way um, did you uh, one thing i wanted to tell you i i know what i'm gonna do is sly stone of sly, sly and the family stone sly not sly stallone you mean sly no, from the sly, sly and the family stone one of the greatest musicians of all time sly stone dead or yes. alive he is alive you're right. I didn't yeah. know that. I happened to his his birthday was the fifteenth, which was that last band. Week. That band was one of the greatest. Sly and the Family Stone. I think made that that album that one album. Yeah, this one. <laughs> this guy was a musical genius. I don't. I think he. I don't know what happened to him, but. I think he lives in a van down by the river. Well, in front of somebody's house, because that yeah. person, as far as I know, at least the last time we heard, they let him come in and take a shower, and they make sure he eats. He's 80 years old. Um, yes. This guy was just the best music ever. There's a song on that album, Fred. It's a... It's, a, it's an instrumental. I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> What's the title of the album? Because I'm not familiar with that song. Uh, the title of Sly... I think it's Sly and the Family Stone. I had that album. It's not fresh. Is it Stan? Dance? St no, to, to just There's tell a... me... Um, Hold on. To, tell me Here what's on the album. Okay, Read me Stan, the track. of course. Uh, right. Don't call me nigger whitey. Uh, right. That's the album. 
I want to take you higher. Somebody's right. watching you sing a simple song. Everyday people. Jesus, there were such hits. Uh, such uh, hits. Sex machine. You that's can make it. it if you. Tr- Is that it? Sex yeah. machine. Sex oh, machine. Yeah, that's, that's the only it. one. No words came to me. Right. All right. Let's see if that's the one. Hopefully it is. This guy. Yeah, this is it. Sexy music. I would, uh, many of my ladies have enjoyed pleasure <laughs> to this song. The, the many, many. I was in love with Sly and the Family Stone. And the guy was an original. And this is obviously like, you know, a B-side, if you will. I mean, the, the songs Fred was mentioning were all huge hits. All huge hits, yeah. But to me, this song, there are no lyrics to it, but I could probably improv over it, if you'd like. So many women not come to this. <laughs> a lot of tears. Brings back a lot of bad memories. <laughs> but hey, Fred, needle drop on this. Like, okay, what's the first song on the album? Okay, it would be. This is such a great song. Right. Watch. Watch how many hits came out of this one album. All right, second song. Second song, you said? Yeah. Yep. The second song is, I think, Don't Call Me the N-Word or something. Listen to that. That was revolutionary back then. Don't call me Don't call me All right, third song. <laughs> there this you go. Insane. One of the biggest hits. I'm coming at you, WNBC. I am BB. Okay, next song. This I don't. Know. All right, that was a clunker. It's it's not a bad song actually, but it takes you a while to get into it. Go ahead, next one. Next one's good. Yep. All right, one of the biggest hits coming in at number one, Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, come on, baby. This is called Sing a Simple Song, honey. You sing it, baby. I am Human Newman here at Z100. I mean, what an album. Isn't there a song on there, Sex Machine, that clocks in at 1345? Give me the next one. What's the next one? Okay, well, the next song was... That's, that's... Oh, here you go. Oh. This is the next song. I mean, this is some album. This guy was a musical Great genius. song. Right. Like wrong. Ain't no 
every day. Are you singing or you're fucking up my sound, Rob? I was ready to hit that note. All right, what else you got? Give me the next song. I'm sh- I'm just trying to prove a this point. This is the one you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what's that called? Sex machine. Right? Sex machine. It's 13 minutes and 45 seconds. Wow. Yeah, you're he, absolutely I, right. I've played that on the radio, believe it or not, <laughs> and gotten yelled at for it. One of your discoveries, a long song. Well, hey, look, if you're doing a four or five hour radio show, you put that on, you're, you're coasting. It's like free money. And then what was next after Sex Machine? Is that it? Oh. No. Here we go. You can make it, make it if you try. You can What a song. What an album. He was Prince before there was a Prince. Well, they said he influenced everybody, including Prince. Yeah. Yep. I remember when I first heard Prince, I went, hmm. Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were inducted in 1993. Uh, yeah. That's it, right? That's the last song on the album? No. The next one is going to kill you. Oh, oh there you go. I guess Come I guess on. they just recycle it. Oh, okay, Stan. Ah. Yeah. All right. I was reading that um, the guitarist from Aerosmith saw them live. Joe Perry? Yeah. And was just blown away by them. He was like, you know, and it was hard to see them live because some kind, sometimes Sly wouldn't show up for a gig. You know, they they had gone out on tour, and I think he he showed up for twenty seven of eighty seven. <laughs> well, uh, that one album had stand. I want to take you higher. Sing a simple song, everyday people, and you can make it if you try. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And the greatest hits album is just the greatest oh, hits. Forget it. Yeah. 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 I read that uh, Quest Love, you know, from the Tonight Show. Right. He's making a. He's making a. Uh, there you go. He's making a documentary. Thank you for letting me be, be my elf. My, <laughs> my elf again. Yeah. E L F. See, Prince used to do that. I'm telling you. Yeah. Prince learned a lot from Sly. That mean the guy was a genius. Sly's sister Rose sang, played piano, and his brother Freddie played guitar. It, was, it really was yeah. a family affair, which is another hit of theirs. Okay, thank you, Fred. You got it. I was I was amazed that he's still alive because you know I knew yeah, he is that he's had some rough times. So eighty hey, years old. Who hasn't had rough times? Okay, all right. <laughs> Some of us don't make it through. That's all I'm saying. Talk about music. We argue about music all the time on this show. I'm, uh, but Steve Nowicki and I were talking. He's my guitar player in my my new band, Tuchus. <laughs> we were working on some demos, actually. I'll play you some of it. Uh, but we're not going with this. this what are you an doing, an album? Yeah, we're doing a whole album. We're not oh, wow. Around. Yeah. You guys know Smell My Tuchus. This is a uh, completed track. Smell my anyway, you know that one. 
uh, Madam Uselman, we're working on now. We're in the studio working on that. This, this is, is that right? This is this is an adem- This is a demo. This isn't even going to be on the album. This is something huh? I threw away. This is how good this band is. Lyric, right? Healthy duty is my plan. You sure you don't want this on the album? We're so good that this is the shit we don't even put out. That was wow. just a track that happened spontaneously in the studio. That was warming up. Well, how, how we long are. did it take you to write those lyrics? It, those were they spontaneously came out of me. It was nothing. Wow, yeah, that's how prolific. And no I collaboration. Am. That was just you. Well, that's right. That's right. And, <laughs> and 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 I spent an hour yelling at Richard Christie. That's how I got that drum party. I drove ah. him insane until perfection. <laughs> and you're like, not gonna put it on the album. That's no. Crazy. That's, that's not even. That's a that's a track that didn't make the album. <laughs> you know, I wrote that on the bowl. <laughs> Nothing for me. I'm so prolific with music. In fact, uh, you know, when I write these songs, I sing into a uh, tape recorder. Oh. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, uh, I'll play. You know, you love the process, Robin. I know that. I'll yeah. play you. Um, this is me. Talking uh, into my tape recorder, writing the song. You'll see that uh, I, the song sounded completely different when I first envisioned it. Okay. You see, it was completely different. Yeah. And people slow. say, how did these... Er. It was a slow song when I originally wrote it. And then, and then somehow I, you know, went to this. That's called genius. <laughs> mm, and you guys don't have a producer. You 
arrange this all yourself. We don't need a producer. We don't need it. <laughs> got me in this band. You know. And and where did Nowicki come up with that lick? Well, you, you, boy, you got a lot of questions, so I'll play. Here's some of the, uh, here's, uh, you know, I, I can play you how we put this thing together. This is where I get fucked up. I was thinking in here, maybe like a, a Van Halen kind of like, you know, I like the way the Metamucil feels when I'm chewing on it. I love, I love the way my duty looks when it comes out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. See, oh. see how I talk it through and... <laughs> And uh, a lot of a lot of work goes into, um, you know, we don't use a producer because a producer only fuck things up. See, I, uh, that to me sounds like a bit of ZZ Top, right? That's right. That's what we were going for. That's exactly ah. right. Good for you. And you could see the, the one line. It, it could be good to get a pickup on fiber in my can. If you could do that uh, <laughs> at the end of it. Fiber in my can. Fiber in my can. Hot fiber in my cane. Like Beetlejuice. <laughs> I'm like, that was a wild track in me. I mean, these guys are driving me crazy. I said I felt like Beetlejuice. Money. <laughs> green money. All green money. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. Because I love money, money. <laughs> I love money, 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 money. Getting pussy with money. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Green, green money. Green, green money. <laughs> I got respect for Beatles talent now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, you know, uh, the concert will be soon. I know everyone's excited Howard about Stern, it. Howard Stern, the songwriter of a generation. Beth is the perfect wife. From his early years. I'll give you a silver nickel. To today. I wonder who Tom Brady's fucking. Sirius XM presents a live concert event with Howard Stern. Featuring his new band, Tookus. With performances of Hurdy Gurdy Man. Bang O'Clock. And absolutely no Fred. Get the fuck out of here. Howard Stern, one night only. Coming as soon as Dr. Agus says it's okay. Wow. Fuck you, everyone. That's right. Anyway, we were sitting around, and uh, Steve Nowicki, my guitar player, is very, very upset. With the, I like his um, attention to detail. He Guitar World, who even knew Guitar World still had a magazine, but they came out with their list of greatest guitar players of all time. Uh-huh. And I was trying to explain to Steve, when they come out with these lists, they got to make them controversial. Right. They want people talking. They want people talking. So Steve was going... Steve says to me, quote, it's shameful. Brian May of Queen was given top honors while, of course, everyone's beloved Eddie Van Halen came in fourth. And I said, Steve, the two greatest guitar players in the world are Jimi Hendrix and Eddie Van Halen. Now, you can argue. Wait a minute. Where's Jimmy Page? He'd be number three. Okay. Brian May is not. Any of those guys. Brian May is a great guitar player. Don't get me wrong. But you know what happened? Queen came out with this movie. It won an Academy Award. And now they're uh, running around with that kid from American Idol. And, uh, you know, they're getting attention. And Brian May, not to take anything away from him, the man plays his guitar with a um, with a quarter. With the money. Quarter. 
Uh, that's how he gets that sound. And and let me tell you something. The guy's precise. I'm not saying he's not a great guitar player. Brian May happens to be a great guitar player. But the greatest? But I said, yeah. But the greatest, I'll tell you, I said to Steve, here's the answer. The greatest guitar player ever lived was Jimi Hendrix. Hands down, there's no discussion about it. This is a guy who, when Eric Clapton saw Jimi Hendrix play, he said, that's it, I'm not playing my guitar anymore. There's, it's Jimi Hendrix and then there's the rest of us. Eddie Van Halen would tell you that. The second Eddie greatest probably guitar... Would, I, I, Eddie Van Halen has got to be number one. Hendrix was incredible, but Eddie's level of game-changingness it goes so well, far here's, and beyond. Here's the problem. Wait a minute. Well, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> You're a young guy. You don't remember when Jimi Hendrix what came out. What Jimi did, right. In other words, you're, when you were born, all, everyone had been influenced by Jimi Hendrix already. You saw what Eddie Van Halen did to all those Jimi Hendrix influenced guys. So you're right. Eddie Van Halen was as important to the guitar as Jimi Hendrix was. There's no question. But the original guy, you got to go with number one, Jimi Hendrix. Listen to me, Steve. I know I'm your lead singer. You want to be in a band? You want to stay in this band? Because yeah, you know Fred had an argument with me, and now look where he is. He's sitting home. He's going to miss. It doesn't work tour. out well, Steve. Shut your mouth. <laughs> right. I take back what but I Fred, said. Fred, you're a guitar genius. I am. am I right about that? It, Jimi Hendrix first, Eddie Van Halen no, second, no Jimmy Page to, third. No offense to uh, Steve Nowicki. I respect him, uh, and it's his opinion, as mine would be an opinion. But number one is Jimi Hendrix. Right now, uh, when no Jimi Hendrix, say, no Eddie Van Halen. Sorry, right. and you could even happen. say, you could even say, and I hate to say this, Steve. Listen to the riffs that Jimmy Page came up with from Led Zeppelin. I'm talking about Cashmere, and, and I mean, name every song that he ever did. He was also a better riff master than Eddie Van Halen. Oh, you that, could that's say not oh, yes. you could say number one, oh, yes. number one. You could say oh, yes. number one, Jimi Hendrix. Number two, Jimmy Page. You're talking about, they're all in the same league. Number three, Eddie Van Halen. And number four, it, it, regardless, it doesn't matter. But, but I, I think there's best guitarist of all time, and then there's like first guitarist of all time. Like Based Jimmy, on what, though? It, so they did it first. I mean, what Hendrix did completely game-changed everything, and like Eddie wouldn't have been able to do what he did without that influence. But I think Eddie took it to such a further level Better, even better songwriter. Who's the better songwriter? The best songwriter out of Halen. three of the. No, 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 no. Those no. riffs, dude. The best songwriter out of all three of them. It's either going to be Hendrix or Jimmy Page. Listen Correct. to the catalog. Oh my God, Jimmy Page of, is uh, amazing. I mean, you might Correct. even say Jimmy Page is a better songwriter than Jimmy Hendrix. Sloppy player, but great riff master. Yeah. Right. I would also say best songwriter of all time or best guitarist of all time. Because if you're looking at best well, guitarist. Well, that's different. Be I, you asked me best guitarist. I told you the order. Based Hendrix, also, but based Page. on what, though? You well, know, in terms also of best based guitarist, because Jimmy was a session player as well. Yeah, now Jimmy listen, was a, a genius. I mean, he If you keep arguing with me. You're not going to be my guitarist. You're going to be cleaning toilets like Fred. I think Eddie, Eddie will end up being number six by the time you get through with this. <laughs> no, Eddie's great. Show me why you think Eddie's number one. Go ahead. You got your guitar out. Go ahead. 
All right, so Eddie un- unlocked complete new levels of literally two hands on the fretboard unlocked like stuff nobody could ever imagine. Like everybody knows, you know, like eruption. And then like the harmonic tapping that he did. Well, hey, if you're going to get into that, what about Tom Morello? Rage Against the Machine. Tom Morello does not get enough respect on these lists. I mean, he should absolutely be top 10 because it's him, Hendrix, and Eddie did things with the guitar that no one has ever done. It's so outside of the realm of what you would even imagine you can do on a guitar. So he I should be at least top 10. I don't know that you know 10. all you think you know. You're probably right. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I know very that... authoritative. Yeah, but I he don't knows. think he you knows. know everything. He's in the band. I know Look, he's gone, he's gone far in life. <laughs> Tom Morello right. is, is incredible, though. Top 10, for sure. Other artists, Guitar World. By the way, you're the only person who still subscribes to Guitar World, I think. Um, other artists, <laughs> Guitar World ranked, included David Gilmore, number six, slash number 10. Got to agree with that. Slash is great. Joe Walsh, slash number 17. Joe's a great guitar player. Keith Richards, number 18. Uh, Frank Zappa, number 19. Who'd they leave out, uh, Fred? Geez, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, other guitarists I consider to be great would be Prince. Right. Billy Gibbons. Yes. David Gilmore. Right. They got him on there. He's number yeah. six. Yeah. yeah. And well, you know what? Much, I think they've got Tell me cover. if I'm right about this. I'm not a guitar player, but the reason, uh, Eric Clapton was always considered such a great guitar player, and he is. There's a certain clean quality. In other words, every note is so perfect. It's not sloppy. It's it's precise. And I think that's what makes him such a virtuoso. Do I have that right, boys? You know what? I'm actually taking Clapton off of any lists. <laughs> Why? Because of his uh, think, but the vaccine? I, uh, because the vaccine stuff, uh, the racist stuff that he has said back in 1975... Also, the fact that uh, he's based his whole career on three very fruitful years of guitar playing with Cream. But once he got out of Cream, I, I'd have to say, you know what? I don't think he had shit left. Mm. I really don't. And he became like a pop singer, you know, in the 80s and the 90s. And that's it. What about? Uh, I don't know and, about any race. And Layla, I mean, I don't, I he didn't don't know even that come much. up with the riff. He didn't I don't come know up with that the riff. I don't know all this backstory, but I'm just talking about guitar playing. Well, it's playing. it's resurfaced, so uh, you're just Has not it? paying attention, yeah. No. And Clapton was attention. so influential. Like, like Eddie Van Halen would learn his stuff note for note, and, like, it, he completely but changed. But I don't think, like, I don't think, I know I've heard the stuff where Eddie says he play, played like Clapton. I don't think he sounded like Clapton at all. Uh-huh. It, no, and that's why he took it to another level. And I think I know, but that's that's why I find it funny. He's actually more. In what about with Alan Holdsworth? What about the guy from the Allman Brothers band, uh, uh, Dickie Betts? What do we think about him? I think he's great, but I think he was overshadowed by uh, Dwayne Allman, who was okay. a great player. So what about Dwayne Allman? Where's he on all these lists? You know, I think because he died so long ago that <laughs> nobody they remembers him, him. But he was and, great. And, now, and what about like a guy like Pete Townsend? To me, he's one of the greatest. Best rhythm player ever. Right. Best rhythm But I guess they don't ever. count that. They only talk about these guys right. in shred. Pretty but, much. What about I mean, Stevie that's the Ray thing. Vaughan? Stevie Ray Vaughan was excellent. I actually would put uh, Stevie Ray and Jimmy like back to back. 
Townsend's yeah. 21, and Joe Walsh is 17, and Dwayne Allman's 16 on okay. this list. I love these lists. I love arguing with people. About <laughs> I don't I know them. enough about Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like, I kind of just know him as, like, Texas blues stuff, but... It, he could really do more than one of my, my, I'll tell you what. Play country, he my, could also play jazz. And I my don't think favorite could guy is Billy Gibbons. I mean, I love that I guy. Love I love his, Billy. Me too. You think he's on the list? People, do you think people ignore Ted Nugent because of his politics? But Ted was a pretty good fucking musician, wasn't he? Yeah, not as good as he thought he was, though. So. Okay. That riff to stranglehold that. <laughs> That's how we that's how we roll. <laughs> I'll tell you who I like. Lindsey Buckingham from Stevie Nicks. Ah, I've seen that excellent that guys are right? Where's he on the list? He's what about it. he is what number? I think I gotta look. I think it's like twenty one or something like that. But there's like no that motherfucker, West. he doesn't even Lin, Lindsey Buckingham doesn't even use a pick. I mean, he just like starts plucking away with his fingers. What about Leslie West? Is he on these uh, lists? He's not. Lindsey's 22. Wow, but then, like, they got Richie Blackmore at 7 and Joe Walsh at 17. I think those should be flipped. What about Angus Young? He's on the list. Oh, what number? He's got to be at least top 10. I mean, Angus no. and I would, I would say Angus and Malcolm together as a duo. I mean, like... That's some of the most iconic rock riffs you've ever heard. Go ahead, the play some. Stuff Go ahead, play some Angus Young. How did like you have time rules. to fuck girls? I mean, you must have been practicing day and night the way you're ripping like that. Right? Fred, he's pretty good. He's great. Did yeah. we ever say David Gilmore? Yes. yes. David Gilmore was six. Number six. And the best lead ever is Comfortably Numb. Go ahead, Steve. Comfortably Numb. That's the only part I know. That little bend that he does. It's so cool. What about Stephen Stills? That dude can uh, fucking play guitar, and so can Neil Young. I mean, uh, he played the opening of Woodstock. Played the opening of Woodstock. There. Something like that. Mm, yeah. Tony Mark Iommi Knopfler. from Black Sabbath also, he kind of gets yeah, thrown in like a... What about Mark Knopfler? Like metal category. He's always saying... Yeah. for nothing right they have him at number 12 howard and i said it to bruce i said bruce you're very underrated as a guitar player and he agreed he's is really he good on the list or no 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 wow. i'm insulting steve perry is number 25 steve perry get out of here 
I'm you sorry, Joe Perry. Perry. Joe Perry. Joe, Joe Perry. Perry. Steve, Steve Perry. Perry. Steve Perry's a moron. He could never learn guitar. Steve Perry's not on the list. Yeah. Steve Perry's <laughs> a stupid, dumb fuck. He couldn't learn He's anything. He's for a hip replacement, I think. Yeah, and Johnny exactly. Ramone should be in the top Steve 25. Steve Perry. Johnny Ramone, like, completely revolutionized. It's the simplest thing he does. He just plays, like, downstroke chords. Let me hit downstroke he- chords. Go ahead. <laughs> you might have gone too far with that one. What about uh, John Mayer? John Mayer, everyone says he's a great guitar player. Not on the list. Not on the list. The man must he's be, great. He must I don't be know that devastated. He, devastated. I don't know that he changed anything, but he's incredible. I'm, his yep. his uh, signature guitar he has with PS, PRS is fucking awesome. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Oh, he, I, I, I don't know any John Mayer. Just, that he no, I thought you were going to break into some kind of song or something. The way you're talking. Sound like I don't a build know John Mayer's songs. <laughs> right. All right. Enough of this bullshit. Although the other thing I have a problem with on these lists are they never include country players or jazz players or any of that. So who's who's who? The only guy who belongs in any kind of uh, in terms of recognition for country music. Is that uh, fabulous hillbilly with the big beard that I had on my show? Whose name? Oh, uh, Chris Stapleton. Stapleton. He's great. Yeah, he's Stapleton. fantastic. But the guys he's... I'm talking about are Brad Paisley, no, who I'm is an awesome band. fucking player. And what uh, band Keith is he? Urban. Brad Paisley. He's Brad Paisley. He's got his own country. Yeah, he's a solo act. Yeah. No, Keith, Keith Urban's Urban, pretty who's good. Not only a great player, he's also married to uh, what's her name. So, well, you get credit for that with, with your guitar. Why not? <laughs> Nicole Why not? Kidman. Right. Yep. So he's fingering the guitar and he's fingering her. So it's win win. I bet fucking her is great. I have to admit, she's holding up pretty well. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like her body. She's nice and tall and thin. Let me think about it. I'm, let me just relax here and think about <laughs> fucking Nicole Kidman. <laughs> She's sexy. She looks hungry for action. She looks hungry. That's what she. <laughs> she looks hungry. Yeah, maybe that. She, she needs to eat. <laughs> <laughs> She's hungry for something, but it might be food. <laughs> I like Gary Clark Jr. That guy's very. Yeah, terrific. he's great. A lot of great guitar players. And Steve Vai is like the virtuoso god of guitar. If you want to see the craziest thing ever, Google Steve Vai building the church. He does this over the neck two hand tapping solo. Like I'm not even doing it well. He he, all over the neck is doing this crazy shit. But you know why I feel bad for Steve Vai? Everyone's always said Steve Vai is the greatest guitar player. But you know what I mean? You don't like he never had like a big. Does he ever have a big hit song or no? You know what I mean. And he's always and he's always kind of like uh, riding the coattails of uh, Eddie, even though he's you know a man on his own. But you know, it's like they'll always look at Eddie first, and then everybody who does like that Eddie stuff in second. Guitarists right. look at him as like incredible. Like his instrumental albums are insane, and if you see him live, it's three hours of just the craziest. He did a thing last year or two years ago where. His shoulder was in like uh, some sort of a brace and he could only play guitar with his left arm. And he recorded a whole song like shredding with one arm. It's insane. 
He's like Houdini. They put him in a straitjacket and put him in an ocean. That's right. and they tied out. him yeah. up and put him in a cage and put him on And now for my next trick in concert, I will be in a straitjacket and play the guitar with my penis. <laughs> but I think the yeah, other he, thing is it's Eddie Eddie could write songs and Steve doesn't really right. write any memorable yeah. stuff, you know. I mean, Eddie came up with Jump, he came up with, you know, the the, you know, treatment of You Really Got Me, you know, Panama. Yeah, I mean, it seems like um, all that. Steve Otherwise, it's a sausage fest. Everybody watching all these guys standing in the audiences who were guitarists and they're watching Steve and they're worshiping, worshiping him. In the meantime, it's like, you know, what do you what are you walking away with? Oh, did you see that uh, two handed thing that he did? Boy, somebody really came to life. Yeah. Somebody came to life this morning. Look at Fred on fire. About <laughs> what about this. Jeff? No, this is a different Fred. era. What's that? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Beck. Beck was a great guitar player. All right. No, All Jeff. Right, thank Beck. you. Jeff I Beck could the, actually mop the floor with Eric Clapton. So. I got to put the genie <laughs> back in the bottle. I don't know what I got into Fred, but uh, no, no, you know no what but I mean? it was pleasurable. And Glenn You're Campbell. Right, Fred. Fred, you Glenn Campbell. Campbell. Was, Glenn, Glenn Campbell. Was a great actually, player. Eddie Van Halen asked Alice Cooper. If he could talk to Glenn Campbell to get him some guitar lessons, because apparently Eddie thought Glenn was a great player. He was considered that's a great a story. studio uh, musician, great session man. Yeah. All right. Enough, Fred. Enough showing you got off it. with Glenn your musical Cam knowledge. Didn't know that. Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Yep. I knew he was Rhinestone, the Wichita lineman. And Rhinestone Cowboy. Thank you. All right. <laughs> enough. It's enough. Steve Milwicky over there getting all upset about Guitar World. I go, dude, they got to sell magazines. Nobody buys magazines anymore. <laughs> they, so they put Brian May's name up there, and they, they figured guys like you will go berserk. Right. They know Steve, what they're doing. On point. He went off just like a rocket as soon as he saw it. Yeah. His head exploded. All right. <laughs> I got to take a break, and I want to tell you that Zip Recruiter. Oh, no. Mattress Firm. <laughs> <laughs> see what's on pamela's mind this is pamela from florida go ahead pamela what's up hey howard i am such a big fan i um i'm actually a graduate student i'm graduating from kent state university and i just wanted some advice on what do you think would be a good career choice in going into environmental studies you are my religion you are my everything and so i totally trust your advice uh my circumstances is i'm an adult student so i'm 42 years old i've already had a career but I decided to go into a different uh, avenue because I am just, uh, I'm tired of what I was doing before. Any advice? Were you uh, before, just I'm prying, I know, but were you a stripper before this? <laughs> I was not a it. stripper. I was in fitness. <laughs> I've been a fitness oh, professional. Fit. Well, that's like stripping. years of my life, <laughs> basically. Uh, oh my God, Howard, I love you so much. I'm, I'm dying inside. What do you oh want to be? You want to be like an environmentalist? What I want to go into is environmental studies. I don't want to be an environmentalist and do protests and things like that. I want to help better the world, and I don't know how to go into it. As an adult student, I see that I have a narrowing avenues to go into because I'm, you know, I'm older. And so I just, you know, I don't know. I, I listen to you. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know uh, how many, you know, that sounds like one of those jobs that they don't pay any money. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh, Howard. No, you're, you're thinking about environmentalists. I'm talking about environmental studies, studying about the earth, studying about the ground, geography, geology. This is what I'm going into. Isn't aren't aren't environmental. Those are people who pick up plastic on the beach, right? 
No, no, those are environmentalists. People who <laughs> they climb the trees and and, and like habitat in them. <laughs> Robin, doesn't uh, Greta Thunberg already have that covered? I mean, no, Howard, that's different. <laughs> that's so different. She's the girl, yeah, the gal who says, "Don't pro- fly on a private jet." Right. She right. said, "How dare you, Howard? Any anything <laughs> that you would think of? Are you hot? Make- yes. Ah." Now you're she talking. Was a fitness instructor, of course. Like how how uh, hot are you? Like, like like I'm like seriously, hot how hot are you? Okay, seriously, how hot I am is I get told I look like Anne Hathaway all the time. Oh, Anne Hathaway to me is the hottest. Now that's I know I know that's you a love great her. look. I am everyone. Everyone should look feet. like that. Thank you, thank you very much. So. With, you with should be you that. should be a Peloton instructor, and I could look at you every no. day. What do you mean, no? I've already done that. I've already been a fitness instructor. It's boring. I I, I don't want to help people lose weight anymore because they don't lose so weight. Power. You have Anne Hathaway's face. Ah, uh, yes. Wow, and you weigh one fifteen. Yes, and how tall are you? I am five seven. Okay, how big is your cup size? B. I am a B. I'm a solid hmm. B because I work out every day. Right. There's no fat on those titties. No way. Absolutely and they're still not. on your chest, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. They're still on my chest. They're perky. They're beautiful. I do love you them. Use, do you use Botox or any of that stuff? No way, Howard. I only use vitamin C on my face and a collagen moisturizer. And I look fabulous. And you... Easily get wet when you uh, are with your lover. Oh my goodness! Oh, is I'm this so a job? All the time. This is a ju- this is a, these are the kinds of questions you have to <laughs> ask, especially if you're gonna like work for like a Harvey Weinstein type. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of guys haven't learned their lesson. I'm just preparing had, you for the world, honey. Yes- I had sex yesterday, and I was so juicy. I was so moist. No lubrication needed at all. Are you married, or you have a boyfriend? I am married. I've been married for a while now. Yes. Hmm. And uh, how you big is your husband's penis? Oh, um, he's got a pretty large one. I would say about maybe eight, nine, eight maybe inches. In between. When he you saw started. your husband's penis for the first time, were you like flipping out that it was so big and thinking maybe I can't handle this? You know what? No, I wasn't. Wow. I was. I was. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is writable. And um, mm-hmm. he uh, he likes to give a lot of oral, so I'm always grateful. And when he put it in, were you like, Jesus, there's a lot going on here. I, You know what, Howard? I never orgasmed from sex before until I met him. And that's how I knew he wow. was the one. Wow. Because yeah. it was amazing. Same with my wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she never had an orgasm until she was with me, I'm pretty sure. You know, um, Howard, I've been in chemistry labs, and I actually got an, a job offer to work for the East Palestine uh, train accident because I go to Kent State, and we're very hmm. close to over there. But I don't want to work in, in in toxic environments. That's not that's not fun for me, you know. So I just I don't know. Well, I, you know, I mean, I, what I, kind of environmentalist are you? They need you over in East Palestine cleaning up the situation. And all of a sudden you're like, that's not nice fun. nice environments. <laughs> Let me tell you, yeah. well, you're I looking for fun work. Terrible. I mean, what it's. I, but what if I like end up touching these toxic chemicals and I grow like a third eye or something like that? I don't want any. And you're, 
I and your tits are real? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I got to see a picture of you. Unfortunately, Howard, because of no. my generation, I don't really do that stuff. I don't go on mm. Instagram. I don't. I don't do but. Facebook because they're a bunch of crazies, you know. But like I said, I don't. Uh, I don't speak to my parents. You are my religion, and I. If there is an avenue that you could say, "Hey, Pamela, go into," why don't you speak hey, to your Pamela. parents? Oh, oh, horrible! Just horrible nonsense, Howard. It's been going. What on do they my do to you? Life. Oh, all kinds of abuse, just all kinds. And then after, as soon as COVID, they're deniers, they're big Trumpers. I just, oh, yeah. our, our lives do not do not go well together. So it's better for me and my family that we just we just don't we don't talk to them. So anyway, oh, wait a second. There's a guy at the door. They're saying he has a job for you. Hold on a second. Oh, oh ladies and gentlemen, it's Mel Gibson. What's up, Mel? Pamela, I've got a great job for you. You can get on your knees and baloney. <laughs> much... I don't like you. Right. How much does I that pay, you. Mr. Gibson? What's the starting pay? <laughs> I need a fucking woman who can treat me with kindness, who can get in a fucking jacuzzi. You make me want to smoke. Where's my fucking Lila? <laughs> Just no smile no and blow me because I fucking deserve it. Uh, all right. No, no way. Uh, she says she wouldn't want to do it. She doesn't want to blow Any me. Any woman would fucking blow me in five seconds. <laughs> all right. I, I hung up. I hung <laughs> Um, I love you. you. Thank you so much for me for taking my call. It's been years that I. When you go life. to the beach, do you wear a bikini? Yes, I wear a thong most wow. of the time. If I'm if I'm by myself, I will wear a thong. Um, you wear because, a thong. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, your whole ass cheeks are out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to live in Miami, so I'm pretty used to it. Wow. Now I used. To, yeah. So. I, I Imagine don't, I don't this, Robin. It. She looks like Anne Hathaway. She's running around and uh, practically naked on the beach. I mean, who wouldn't yeah. hire her? Yeah, but sure in there's... Ohio, there's not that many beaches. No. <laughs> it's kind of no, landlocked. That's true. And I have to wear sweatpants all the time because it's fucking cold over here. And I don't that's get to right. wear it's my freezing. little bikini. You know, I, I got to tell you, you're so hot. I don't think you need to work. <laughs> oh, Howard, I but, wish that was true. But I want to make a difference in the world, Howard, so I have to do something listen, with my life. I made a difference in the world, and it's not all it's cracked up to be, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I don't feel any, you know, I, I, I don't know. You're so you're hot. Not, you're not uh, all puffed up about it? What does your husband do? I mean, My what, husband who, is, uh, uh, he does computer coding, and he does web development. Then what kind of money is he pulling down? He does okay. I mean, he provides for all of us so I can go to school for full time, you know, oh, which well, is a pretty big go. deal. Yeah. Is he working on chat you know, GPT? Taken... <laughs> yes. No. No, not with BP. What do you want, Ralph? Yeah, I, I love this woman. Here's her problem. She's so fucking hot that she really doesn't want to do any kind of job that's going to be a job. Like, right. they gave her a perfect in. You Maybe had a perfect right, in. Listen, right. Honey, you had a perfect in. There's an environmental cleanup like three feet from you, and you wouldn't do it because you were afraid oh, no, you're going to get hands dirty. 
Because she's hot. No way. I'm not doing yeah. toxic chemicals. No way. Like, if you go down to East Palestine and you see who's doing the cleanup, there's no hot chicks there. I'm telling you. Yeah, right? you know, listen, but listen, sweetheart, you could have met somebody else there would have given you a different job or something. You would have shown initiative. You would have got out there. You got to get out there and do something. You can't sit home and do splits or whatever you're I doing. I like Ralph advising her on what to right. do. Right. Well, he job. knows about somebody who doesn't really want a job. That's yeah. 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 This is, this yeah. isn't about me. Ralph. This is about her. She needs advice. Right. All right. Well, good oh, advice, please. Ralph. Take I'm it, take it for yourself. You. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> Pamela. You. I don't know what you're going to be doing. I um, mean, she took a, a, you know, she went to college for this, and she doesn't know what kind of jobs there are. See, that's you the know problem. what? When I started this career, I really just wanted to go to college. I'm the first of my family to ever go to to a university, so I just started to go on this path. But now I run out of financial aid. I'm at the you end of know my what? rope, and I'm. T- Tell you me. know what she needs? She needs to be raised by my father. You wouldn't have put oh, up. Oh yeah, this. she'd have. She'd you take told, a job. <laughs> you told me that you want to be cleaning up the environment. You you majored in something you don't even know a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I originally started out in marine biology, and I was going to go with a coral reef. All right, I got to go, Pamela. Thank you. I, I Howard, wish you luck. I love I, you so much. All right, thank I you love so you much. too. Uh, any Bye-bye, pictures Howard. of you we want to see that you look like Anne Hathaway. We need to verify that, right, Robin? That's right. right. We do extensive research here. Hey, you know what I never did for you? I never played you Sal doing a psychic reading. This is the craziest <gasps> oh, bit of tape. Oh my I, goodness. I wanna I wanna um play it for you. He really First tried all, to do a psychic reading. Well, what we did was, you know, Sal believes in like if you find a dime on the ground, it's dead people contacting you. And Sal talks to psychics all the time. And now Sal feels like he's been speaking to the dead. Like, uh-huh. no, like, you know, Sal's not bright. He's like at the lowest IQ on our show. Yes, yeah, Sal, those are dead people. Those are your stupid friends. <laughs> and yeah, like he sits in his backyard and looks at a tree and then he thinks he's communicating with the birds and the trees and the animals. You know, it's like a fairy tale make believe world he created, like what a child would do. Like I remember when I was a young child, I would sit in my room at my desk and I was kind of like just happy in my own little world and I would play with the pencils and erasers on my desk and turn them into people and talk yeah. to them and they were my friends and it's how I made believe. And and then there was one day I, I looked at my pencils. I think I was around five. And I went, oh, <laughs> these these aren't real. These aren't people. These are pencils. They're not really talking. I'm talking. Right. I'm, I'm projecting <laughs> my thoughts into the pencil. And, and I was like, you know, I was sad. I was like, gee, the pencils don't talk anymore. You know, come on, you guys. I know. The magic went away. Not for Sal. South is almost 50 years old and the magic is still there. Like he, he looks, you know, like, like Sal is snow white with a low IQ. You know what I mean? (laughs) So anyway, the great thing is the guy said to, um, let's do an experiment. So John Blit, who, you know, the great John Blit posted an ad on Craigslist for a reading with a new medium and, you know, and and people responded. That's in other amazing. words, yeah, he was willing to do a reading, and he they we found a woman named Cassandra. Who, by the way, I, I have a picture of her. She's gorgeous. Just so happens, I mean, very good looking girl. But Sal doesn't know any of this or anything. Oh, Sal he didn't doesn't know, know that she's no and, through and it's, this ad or anything. 
and it's not relevant to the story. It's just that I'm a horny dude. So I, you know, I, I just noticed these things. Anyway, so we recorded the whole session, and Sal did a reading with this woman. And you decide if Sal is a gifted psychic or just an expert. Now, let me ask you, did this, was this a Zoom psychic Zoom. reading? Okay. Yeah. It happened over Zoom. Sal was already in the zone, had his eyes closed through the whole session. He got and his, you know, he got into his, whatever that is, trance. Yeah, it's trance. It's, <laughs> it's stupid fog. And, uh, Cassandra logged on and he went right into the reading. It's so great because this just shows you how silly the whole psychic industry is. Okay. But here is Sal meeting Cassandra and he starts the reading right Do away. Do you believe in the other side? Of course. And he's got this dumb voice, like, you know, he's like, uh, Well, how's like he going to have anything but a dumb voice? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's like half asleep. He's like, you know, the eyes are closing. Like, uh, and as yeah, far as like she knows. He's on the other side. But she kind of, it's like she went, I mean, it's crazy here. She you went right along. Side? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you believe in the other side? Of course. You have a great energy. Mm. I'm seeing a huge white tent, and it's like blowing in the wind. There's nothing in the tent yet, and maybe a white tent means a wedding. And there's empty tables in the tent, which either means the party just, I guess, ended, or they're preparing for it. I don't know. Based on all of those elements on paper, it sounds like there's a wedding in the works. Is there a wedding in the works? No, quite the opposite for me personally, because um, I'm actually separating from my husband, but we're really good friends right now. Oh, wait a minute. Hmm. Why? Well, because maybe the you're going through a divorce, so I guess maybe the white tent with the wedding and the table being bare and the wind blowing through it means that phase in your life is over. Yeah. I'm going through a huge transition right now in my life, so I feel like that would have significance. See what happens? Even Sal That's can funny. do this. Look at him turn on a dime. Oh, oh, oh. wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. It was a wedding that's empty, and therefore it's a divorce. <laughs> At first, it was, uh, you know, a big happy time. We're going to have a big wedding. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I see. The table is empty because this is over. All right. I would have been like, I think there's a big empty tent because it's a good description of your head. <laughs> and wind blowing through it, yes. <laughs> All right, so then the Nothing next clip. keep a thought inside. So Sal's doing okay. She's like, oh, okay, I get it. And then, um, oh, all right, so Sal had a vision. This is next. Sal had a vision of a woman and described the woman to Cassandra. At first, the woman didn't sound familiar, but eventually, Cassandra thought of someone it could be, which is what happens in psychic right, readings. Right, the Listen people carefully. who say they're not saying anything. Right, here you go. You have a sister? No. You don't? All right. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I see a woman. I thought it was your sister. Um, straight, kind of straight blonde hair. Should be cheeks, like rosy cheeks. Mm -hmm. I would say like, I don't know, like mid-30s or early 40s. Really pretty. She has like almost a smile similar to you. Mm -hmm. Did you lose a, a close friend? No, not a female friend. All right. Well, this is, this is the lady who's here. Does this lady ring a bell at all? Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm new at this, but there's a lady. Well, so the woman that comes to mind, like my ex, he has a sister, actually, I think should be around that age. And she actually has very blonde hair, 
very big smile. I never met her, though. But did she pass away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then. okay. <laughs> there you go. We got someone. <laughs> Sal kept communicating with Cassandra's dead sister-in-law, who she never met. And at one point, Cassandra actually got emotional over Sal's reading. It was working. All right, this is oh, obvious, but she's saying it. Because she never met you, she wants to let you know that during this whole process of this divorce, she's been with you both, even though she's never met you in person. Um, yeah, that means a lot <laughs> coming from her. <sighs> I'm trying to see what else. She's almost, even though she's passed away, she's almost alive to your husband. Your husband, he incorporate, he doesn't push her away. Like I see him incorporating her a lot in his life. He has a tattoo of her on his back as well. Okay, you don't have to tell me that, but okay. So he is very close to her. Yeah, yeah, they were. Wow, yeah. You don't have to tell Sal anything because he knows all. Yeah, he already knew about the tattoo. I'm seeing a parent, Robin. Have you ever had a parent in Do your you life? Know a woman? <laughs> woman with blonde hair? No, I've never met one. Doesn't work. Do you have? Do you? I see a young lady with blonde hair and very rosy cheeks. Which cheeks? Those ass cheeks? Uh, then Cassandra mentioned that her father had passed away and asked Sal to contact him. And of course, Sal had ah. no trouble. There you go. He did it. Um, your dad. I'd be curious to see what he thinks. Cause I'm trying to just get, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm just going to work off of emotion, feelings. I, again, I don't, there's not, I mean, there's not much that, I mean, I have to trust this process more. But your dad says something like he's, he, he says to me, she's a lot like me. Like she can, get through this yeah he loved he was very excited for the wedding but he he died before the wedding oh my god it's terrible i i again like i get things i don't know i'm probably going to be dead wrong on this i see fishing and i don't know if your dad had a beard and he liked uh plaid shirts he loved to fish yeah with his grandpa okay. with his grandpa it's, yeah it's the fourth wow. time he showed me a fishing pole <laughs> yeah that was his all favorite right. thing to do all right uh-huh. loves to fish which is great because that really confirms, in my opinion, that this is definitely your father. Yeah, um, I think that fishing came up during his funeral. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Okay, now oh. I have to have uh, Sal read me. Now I'm convinced. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I see. I love the voice. Oh, uh, like he's in pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you so, why are you having so much Sal, why do you have so much pain? Like, ah, 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 ah. I see a fishing pole and a blonde. Ah. Uh Cassandra asked for her dad's advice on work, long as Sal was in touch. Sal's visions, in my opinion, seem to get less and less specific, but here we go. Uh. Does dad have anything to say about work? Uh, I don't know. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'm going to try. Uh, it's like he's taking a shit. It's like, uh, I'm going to try. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, there we go. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> Sal sounds exhausted, right? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> Did we wake you? What's going on? <laughs> uh, 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 time to do the show. Uh, 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 wait a second. Wait, wait. I feel something. 
I just have to go on my feelings. <laughs> yeah, because you got nothing else. <laughs> uh, so here is Cassandra. Uh, is my uh, did my dad mention anything about my work? Uh, you know. Let me let me try. Let me try. Uh, bullshit takes a lot out of Sal. Uh, Sal the psychic. Here he goes. Does dad have anything to say about work? Uh, I don't know. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'm going to try. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Dad, would you give me a little work? All right. Work? There's somebody that you can lean on. Yeah. He's, he's saying... In his opinion, he says to the one that you can trust, continue to trust them. Mm -hmm. And he sees it working out for you. Yeah. Stay in tune and be synchronized you know, uh, with the person that you trust the most. Mm -hmm. That person is a good person. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Show me a tall guy. I don't know if that's the person. It's a tall person. Yeah, I have somebody in mind. I've had some talks with uh, someone since I started that I just kind of trusted their vibe. And He says that's the person. Keep leaning on that person. Okay. Yeah. And he sees it working out. Like there's going to be changes at your job. Yeah. I don't know if people are on the chopping block, but it won't be you. Yeah. Mm, Sal. Look at him being definite. Um, uh, Robin, uh, your father's saying keep on keeping on. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the person you know, keep knowing them. It'll be good. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I gotcha. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sal's bullshit is working. Sal next uh, had a vision of a white dog. And it just so happens that Cassandra has a white dog named Alfred, who's very special to her. Here you go. I got a little white dog. I don't know if that is somebody or something. There's like a little white dog. Yeah. His name is Alfred. Okay. Is he your dog? Yeah. Yeah, he's really wow. cute. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, she showed me the little white dog. He's really cute. He's just like so innocent in all this. Like uh, you look down at him when you're when you're down, and he, he kind of gives you that it's gonna be okay vibe, and it's true. Yeah, I got him during a really tough time. Yeah, that's why. That's what he's. I'm getting that from him. Like he just gives you that look. Like don't worry. Yeah. Uh, that's really nice. Yeah. You meet. <laughs> You two ought to hook up. <laughs> the bullshit clock is right twice a day, you know. He's like, ah. Oh, boy. You know, there's a, I see a tall guy at work. Well, I don't know any tall. I, I see a short guy, too, if that's better <laughs> for you. <laughs> well, sounds really good. He goes, I see a tall guy. I don't know if that's him or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little white dog, but I mean, there's there's a picture of her. Man, she is cute with her white dog. The little white dog? Yeah. After the session, um, oh, Sal ended his reading with some parting advice from the spirits, Ooh. which mostly had to do with Alfred the dog. And then he finally opened up his eyes and he saw Cassandra for the first time. Sal, were you surprised how hot she was? <laughs> Smoking hot. I know. I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, dude. You can get unbelievable. I mean, when I opened my eyes, I was like, "Wow!" I was blown away. Did you bone up? Mm, maybe. 
<laughs> I was going to say, I, I guess you're going to do some more readings. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, um, I see a white dog. I have a white dog. Yes. I mean, I mean, you do. I mean, I knew. I knew. <laughs> you don't how soon after? How I soon after pants, the reading? I see my pants rising. <laughs> did, how soon after the reading did you masturbate? Oh, I did on Howard. I didn't do okay. that. I, I, I see an energy what in are you my pants. To ruin his business. <laughs> yeah, Howard. Yeah. No, I was professional. You have to take this seriously. All right. So where was I up to? Oh, here's Sal. He's the parting advice. Yeah, and then he then he sees Cassandra for the first time. You just got to have faith that you are going to move on and do great. Yeah. And carry the love of Alfred. That energy is your father. That energy is your sister-in-law. <laughs> that energy yeah. are your guardian angels. Yeah. Because a dog is pure. And that yeah. feeling that you feel through Alfred is them. That's the feeling that they're saying that they want you to feel for yourself. Yeah. All the time. Love yourself the way Alfred loves you. Yeah, that's been hard. Because you're so worth it. Yeah. Mm. You have to look at yourself the way your Alfred looks at you. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope I helped. I mean, I did my best. That was a huge help. That's nice. Yeah. All right. And that, uh, oh, it's nice. What did I say about that mantra? I've just, I'm seeing it for the first time right now. That beautiful smile, those big cheeks. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Wow. Yeah. Sound the perv. All right. No. Thank you very much. Be well. Bye-bye. Uh, I, I see... I see. I need to remove your clothes. Can we? Make that, we, we should have no bow, barriers over our energy. The energy I'm feeling right now tells me you should be naked on my Zoom. <laughs> and and when out, does your dog ever lick his balls? That's that's me. I'm horny. I'm picturing you topless. I see you topless. Oh, really? Is, is is that a spiritual thing? No, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I just would love to see you be freer with your tits out. Wow. Oh, my God. Look at those tits. I mean, your smile. <laughs> just as I saw it. Would you like another reading? <laughs> <laughs> a nude reading? I have a crystal ball just for you. Yeah, I could read your aura. I mean, your areolas. <laughs> Look into my crotch. I mean, my eyes. <laughs> After the session, we asked Cassandra about Sal's reading, and she was pleased with it. I mean, Sal oh, actually my. did well. How Here's much? A... She got that for free, right? How much would you pay for that? I would. Do you think Sal has a gift? Oh, yeah. Especially, like, Alfred. Like, the energy, like, I feel for that dog. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he makes me cry. Yeah. Do you have any words of encouragement to Sal? Um, thank you. Like, don't question yourself. Like, this is amazing and helpful. And I think he's helping a lot of people it's Sally, in don't cry a himself. very unique way that yeah. a lot of people need to be helped to hear him say, like, tell people that, you know, love you, that it's going to be okay. And like everything, it just, it's just so helpful. It's like going to the doctor, but in a different way. You can't put yeah. a price on like a gift like that. If you had to write like a Yelp review about Sal's reading, what would it sound like? Like speechless. You know, I've been to card readers before. Nothing like anything I've ever wow. felt or witnessed. I would say thank you, Sal, for absolutely nothing. 
<laughs> I mean, okay, so Sal knew she had a white dog, and then he basically said, you should conduct your life like a dog. You should, you know, feel that energy. I mean, really, what did you say? He said that all of the energy, the the sister-in-law, the yes. dad, everybody right. was in the dog. The guardian <laughs> angels. You know what it's like? Remember that, that movie where the guy turned into a dog? What was that? With Fred McMurray, I think it was. Yeah, the shaggy no. dog. Shaggy dog. It's like that movie <laughs> Shaggy Dog. You're definitely a good bullshitter, though. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't bullshitting. Start... I mean, you know, you, you, no, you, you, know, you were bullshitting. It. You were bullshitting. The best was, was the very beginning when you saw the big tent. But that, and you I thought did, it was though. a wedding. I know yeah, you saw a big she tent. Said, no, it's just the opposite. He goes, oh, that's why the table is bare. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> it made sense. I, you know, I don't know. I like that whole breathing thing you do too. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's Sal's weird breathing. gift of not being able to breathe properly uh, somebody re return that gift <laughs> what is yeah. all that noise sal i mean really it's me in a relaxed state robin i don't know I, when i'm in that trance i'm not aware of what i'm doing hey so leo you you're on no the... recollection of that none leo you're on the air can i please get a rating from the master <laughs> see now you have followers oh boy you see anything for Leo, Sal? I see him Please. on a phone. No, come on, seriously. Do you see I anything? See, no, you're, picking no, up, no. you're not picking up anything? No, I'm not. I'm Leo, not, Leo. not on the phone. I'm on hands-free, Sal. I'm already wrong. Uh, Leo, <laughs> I, I couldn't do Let's Get in the zone. Get in the zone. Come on, give him I something. Can't. All right. Come on, you can do take it. A while. Where are your spirit Take guys? a while. Here, go ahead. Hold on, here he goes. I'm gonna try, 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 try. All right, take your time. I'm not gonna rush you. I'll be, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. Yeah, let's all be all quiet. Right. It's I'm good getting radio. the number. Something in mid twenties. Somebody passed away in their mid twenties. A friend of your pet, a friend of yours, passed away. I think he was like 26, 27, or 28. A good friend of yours. It was a tragic accident leo anything you know what this is such bullshit but yes i i had a friend who passed away in his early 20s yeah so Sal, what can you 26 27 or 28 uh, come on robin sounds on a roll come on <laughs> Sal, what's he saying the kid that died he loves you you're a great friend to him um he's smiling he's a very 
awesome guy. It's like, wow, it's a shame that he's gone because he was a great dude, very fun, very jovial. Are you getting a name of this guy or are you getting any kind of like I'm just vibe getting his face. what he looks I'm getting like? His, I'm what do you see? Face. Describe I'm, I'm, his face. I, he's, he's, I see him just a guy with brown hair and he's smiling. He's got a big smile and he's happy that Leo called in because he's letting him know that he's with him. What do you think it's, of that? It's just, black, it's, he, it's just a, he had black hair, but he didn't have brown skin. Maybe he got yeah. mixed up a little bit. Yeah, that's well, it. Said that's what he hair. had. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't challenge Sal the psychic. He left now. I'm going to have to wipe my, my tears away. I'm very emotional here, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you've, had a reading, you've had a reading from Sal the psychic. That's right. Yes, Nick, you're on the air. Hey, now. With Sal the psychic. Yes, hey, now. <laughs> Uh, the Long Island moron. I mean, the Long Island medium, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> well, any of these women feel less about their reading knowing he's addicted to piss porn. They don't tell the, the people yes. you're into piss porn, you know? Yeah. No. yeah don't lead. You know. Do not lead with yeah. that, please. Okay. What Thanks for the advice. What are you doing between sessions? Oh, my. <laughs> I want to make there this guy Sal. my manager. On our phone is the head of the psychic hotline. Hello, sir. <laughs> Yes, hi. Um, we really want to hire Sal. He really has the whole thing down, the voice, everything. Sal, when you said to that woman, I see a tall guy in your life, and she said yes, that's exactly the kind of bullshit we're looking for. That was really, really good. And by the way, I sir. You to manager, day one. Yes, sir. Sal can uh, also keep people on the phone line for a really long time with his yeah. heavy breathing. And, you know, uh, uh, those are minutes that uh, add up to big dollars. Yes, this Eesh. is very big in the psych hotline when you go, ah. Uh, <laughs> We love that. And Sal, you can jerk off at work. We don't care. We all jerk off here. Who cares? <laughs> that, that's a plus. All right. Thank you, sir. Sal. There you go, Sal. When you, said, you, when you said white dog, white mm -hmm. dog, you struck bullshit gold there. We all went. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's amazing? Imagine you die. This is the horror of death. Imagine you die. And it turns out there is an afterlife. And you get stuck talking to Sal for all of that. It's got to be. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It, Sal, oh, it's Sal from the me. Howard Stern right. Show. I mean, people don't even want to talk to me alive. Can you imagine being stuck with me dead? Huh? Horrible. Uh, that's exactly right. Sal, imagine you breathing with me. Okay. Here we go. That's good. Louder. <sighs> Try this. Good, good work, guys. Thanks. I got a job. Yeah, Nick, you're on in Oregon. Hey, Howard. Sal is such a dope. He's just repeating the crap he's picked up from all those stupid psychics he's been to. He is a, <laughs> Who hasn't lost a friend in their 20s? I've had six friends die in their 20s. Well, it's of ridiculous. course, you got to know somebody. Land questions. Well, you know what know. it is, too. Sal's projecting all of his own thing. You know, Sal has this weird thing that, like, he even told us he wants to be more like a dog and treated and like a, flower, a dog right yeah, yeah. yeah and then he tells the woman you channel all of your energy and be like a dog that's his fantasy <laughs> this <laughs> weird fantasy Howard. He, wa he wants <laughs> to be special he wants to be somebody that he's not sal, i am special gonna be working Sal, blue calling people it's nick, okay you're not nick, special 
Nick, I'm you, very hit special, it, Nick. you hit it right on the head. Exactly <laughs> right. You know, everyone wants to be Superman now. With the Internet, I see every kid wants to yep. have, the you know, a following, an influencer, or this Howard, or that. And Sal know, wants to be special. He's got nothing. Howard, yeah. believe it or not, it's 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 quite the opposite. You're the most ordinary human being oh, I've ever up, met. You dope. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I don't want to. My phone call. You're on the show. Shut up. <laughs> what a sweet guy this guy is. A lot of good things going to happen in your life. Well, all right, Sal. Nick's right, though. You know, I know he badly wants to be somebody. I don't. I didn't want to even do this. This was the mastermind, John Blitt, who put this together. He begged me to do this. I did not want to do it. I did it because I was Sal asked, had a horrible experience in high school. It he doesn't was matter what my experiences were. He was bullied and beaten up by a girl That's in true. high school. What? Yes. How bad was yeah. it? How bad was it? <sighs> that was really traumatizing. Really traumatizing. What happened? Can you tell us? Uh, I moved to a new school. And there's nothing worse than going to a school mid-season when everybody has established friends already. And, um, hold on. What are you doing? I was just telling my wife to keep it Talking down. to She's... one of his friends. <laughs> you were telling your wife to what? To, to please, please keep it down. So yeah. he, like you, you know, we have a uh, mother-in-law. You know, she's, she's ill. So anyway. Oh. All right, go um, Yeah, so... Um, I was in school and it was mid-season and I didn't know anybody. And uh, there was a girl there and she says to me, uh, I want to fight you after class. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, wh wh why, why would you, why do you want to fight me? Like, she goes, no, I, I just want to fight you after class. I want to kick your ass. And I said, well, I'm not going to, I can't, I'm not going to fight you. I don't even know you. I don't know anybody here. I, I, there's no need for us to fight. She goes, what are you, a pussy? You're a pussy. You're, you're, you know, you're afraid you're going to get beat up by a girl. I said, no, I just don't. So we class ends and I'm standing outside and she puts up her arms, you know, in a boxing stance, you know, right. And I'm just standing there. And apparently she planned this with her friends, these guys, these guys would get down on their hands and knees. It was a trick. They would get down on their hands and knees like doggy style. And she would walk me backwards and I would fall over. So is this, uh, by the way, the Sal origin story? Like, you know, where you learn why you became so demented. How you got these powers. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so no I No wonder I Sal over. loves seeing girls getting pissed on. I don't blame you. This no. explains it all. But yeah, okay, go ahead. But then I fell, I fell over and everyone started laughing. And then I stood up again and she, and she walked me back again with her fists in my face. And I, I tripped over again, tripped over another guy. And uh, that they all just laughed at me, and that was it. It was very traumatizing, and um, yeah, that that really fucked me up. That was wow. sad. You well, couldn't get out of that, huh? You kept walking backwards and falling over the guy. Well, no matter where I stepped, it was like three guys on the ground, and they would position themselves every time, Rob. And I mean, I was a young kid, and and I didn't. I'm not going to hit this girl, so she has her, her hands in my face, and I'm walking backwards, and I would keep falling over. So. I mean, in retrospect, obviously, it was all planned with the guys. So the point is, Sal was humiliated. And now he wants to be special, so he's come yeah. up with this psychic shtick. Here's Sal explaining the psychic shtick. I didn't come Here's up Sal with this. explaining the afterlife and what happens when you go to heaven. And then, when you get to heaven, do you have a choice on where you land, where your soul lands, or no? Well, I think you end up in your soul circle, and then it's all about elevating yourself. So if I'm on earth and I didn't do so well, like, um, you know, I didn't achieve as much as I intended to, then I might right. be at a lower level.
Let's say, let's just say let's just say there's ten floors. I might be on the third floor, and I want to eventually floor. get to the tenth floor, which is the highest level of light. I'm on the third floor, and I'm like, okay, you could stay. At the Wouldn't the first floor be the highest level of light? Third okay. floor, or well, doesn't it work like an apartment building? You know, like the penthouse. Continue to you know to enlighten yourself, and then I'd say I would, if I wanted to enlighten myself even more, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to Earth, and hopefully, when I come, return back to heaven, I'll be at a higher level. Winston Churchill was one of our presidents of the United States of America. get. <laughs> sort of sounds like Scientology in a way. From what I've learned about Scientology, you get to different levels. There are levels, yeah. Yeah, levels. And uh, so Sal's got a whole new thing going on. I don't but have Sal's... anything going on. I'm well, not I doing mean, this. Your, your description of the afterlife sounds like a giant bureaucracy that even confuses sounds you. Sounds like school all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is in a sense. It could, yeah. On the, the phone. You did so well the first time. Now you do uh, it for eternity. You'll like this, Robin. On the phone is Sal's bully and wants to say hello. Hello. Oh, my God. Listen to this pussy. I just talked to some ghosts. They say you're a little bitch and I should slap the shit out of you some more, Sal. Okay. Sal. All those squirrels told me you suck shit. <laughs> when you beat up Sal, was it like a, a tough fight or was it like, you know, cutting through butter? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I didn't even chip a nail. Oh, really? hold on. I'm getting a vision. I'm seeing a guy with a hair plug crying like a pussy. Does that mean anything to you, Sal? <laughs> I'm going to throw some dimes at your face and call you a dildo. How about that? Well, you sound like you tortured Sal, and I don't, I don't approve of that. But, I mean, uh, you clearly had a, a traumatic effect on his life. <laughs> well, that's, that's not my fault. It was like beating up a fucking baby. It's not my fault. It was so easy. Why didn't he hit back? You know that's he, ne he never even attempted to fight like back. Man, were you yeah, were you dumbfounded? Like Every time you push Sal over yet another person, and Sal kept falling for it. Did, did you think, <laughs> oh my god, this is like the dumbest guy I ever met? <laughs> Nobody yeah, falls for it three times, like right? <laughs> I felt bad for a second, and then I was like, "No, he deserves this. He's not even a, not even a tough baby. It's like beating up a real pussy ass baby, like a weak baby for a baby." All right. Well, I okay. I gave him an Indian rope burn on his disgusting foreskin. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. She's a real catch. That one. Yeah. <laughs> I heard uh, on another topic you're not happy with Kiss, the band, right now. You're saying the tickets are too expensive. You're well, I love Kiss, and Howard, I must say. I've listened to a billion Kiss interviews, and really, yours was amazing, best ever. Um, but that being said, the, the tickets are very, very expensive. $10,000 for front row. You know, wow. I'm looking at, you know, Kiss fans have spent lots and lots and lots of money on Kiss. Uh, we supported Kiss. I'm not saying the tickets should be expensive. They should be in certain areas, but also give the fans a break. Maybe after this is all over, throw maybe a free concert in Central Park for the fans or give them a discounted version. That's all I'm saying. It would be all nice. Right. Sal uh, looks and I mean, what can maybe I tell you? Maybe your request will be heard. Maybe. Maybe. 
All right, Sal, congratulations on your new psychic abilities. And and I want to thank uh, Jonathan Blitt for putting the ad in the newspaper so Sal could try out. Uh, John, good good bet for sure. And uh, I'm told that uh, John, who works on our staff, and Samantha, who works on our staff, actually believe that Sal does have real psychic powers. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, they believe it. I'm telling you, it's Sal's starting to get First a little cold-like First of all, I don't believe John believes in anything. <laughs> I'm with you there. That's the one thing I agree with you on, Robin. John, what happened? Were you convinced once you heard you the You want reading? to talk bullshit. Here it comes. <laughs> Listen, I think Sal is honing his gift right now. And I think it must be difficult to constantly hear voices from the afterlife. And this was his first attempt, and I think he did great. And I think he should do more to, again, to just to, to really kind of fine-tune it so he could control what he hears and control the, the people he interacts with from the afterlife. Samantha, you seem like someone who is a very intelligent uh, very funny woman. You're a writer you. on the show. I mean, you know, I, I have respect for you. And and yet you, you come out with the statement that you believe Sal is in touch with the afterlife. I mean, this doesn't jive with what I think of you. Yeah. You know, I have to be honest. I don't really want to talk about this with you for this reason, because I want you to respect me. But I, I, do I can't have to respect be honest. you. Honestly, yeah, so I can't maybe respect I should you. Go, I do love this job and I love being a writer on the show. And <laughs> yeah, I know no, no, you've got to talk to us. You've got to. talk. No, no, no. It's going to ruin everything. I'm telling you. <laughs> right. I mean, um, yeah, but I know you get defensive. I know. Exactly. I know you get defensive when people mock Sal's abilities. Uh, tell me what you're feeling, and I'll, I won't hold. What did you feel was so authentic? What would is my job you? safe based on the honesty <laughs> yes. of this conversation? <laughs> Somewhat, yes. I mean, yes, absolutely. So go I ahead. I won't hold okay. it against you. All right. What's the question? The question is, why do you believe that Sal has psychic abilities? I believe that Sal is tapped in. What? So I'm looking at your face. <laughs> Hard to believe. I, I, go ahead. Yeah. I, I think that I think that if it, Sal is a very spiritual person, especially over the past five years, and I how do you know this? In other words, are you friendly with Sal off the yes, air? Do you? Sal you, and I you are have very a, close. And, and you work with Sal. In, in other words, you've worked on comedy bits with him and uh, yes. and, and things like this. And yes. and Sal, when you're alone with Sal, you 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 see that he's spiritual and that there's something going on with him in the afterlife. Yes. Wow. Well, how does this <laughs> manifest itself? I can I, I can elaborate if you want me to. I just sure. See, I mean, I I'm see fascinated. the respect for me just it's it's, it's draining from your face, Howard. And it's, you were it's once a ten and gone. It's you were once a ten gone. and now you're a two. But, hey, Sam, uh, welcome to the club. Well, Sam, Sam, <laughs> tell me, did Sal yeah. do a reading for you? Is that how this came about? No, Sal and I have seen the same medium before. But I think if we're talking about Sal specifically being tapped in, I don't think Sal can tell the future. I think Sal is tapped in to people who have passed. And I believe he gets signs. And I Let think me they're ask real. I don't think they're coincidental. Yeah. Did he ever contact anyone for you? Oof. <laughs> Sal is Jesus reincarnated. I'm going to tell there you that go. for sure. Okay. Sal, I want to know from Sam. Did Sal contact <laughs> someone for you that made oh, you man. convinced? Tell me. This, uh, very this is, again, I have to put my ego aside to really uh, live in this conversation. 
you were do fuck me. Uh, you were doing a a re- oh god, you were doing a um. Sal was doing a reading of shit. <laughs> Of oh no, uh uh, so, <laughs> okay. Let me try to get this shit together. All right, I see you're emotional and you're crying. Tell me no, what I, happened. You you had a you are what happened? What happened? Tell me. The are you best having way a you psychic can. break? What's going? On? No, I'm getting really hot. Um, <laughs> Tell me what happened. Oh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> you could do it, Sam. You could do it. Okay, okay. Right. Sal was having a reading of Leslie West, right? Oh, God. Right. I hate yeah. talking about my dead dad again. It's really getting old, I got to say, even okay. for me. Right. <laughs> but you I loved your believe... dad, evidently? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. I, I just, yeah, we get it. My dad's dead, and it's, you know, sad. But Sal was talking to um, Leslie West. Remember that whole thing on the show? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was some bullshit. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and Sal and I both believe that he was actually communicating with my father <laughs> <laughs> you both believe that well, why do you believe because leslie yeah. west said i would have to go back and really look at this but leslie west said something about like take a guitar out of the, the closet or there's a guitar case sal do you remember this exactly yeah, yeah. so i said yeah, that go ahead. i saw what i envisioned to be leslie west and the description by the way fits sam's father to a t his weight his beard his look he looks like musician. leslie west he's a musician uh, okay. so i said i'm seeing a guitar in a closet that's locked away and he's saying take the guitar out take it out display it well it turns out that sam's father fits that description to the t after he passed away she put his guitar away in her closet she kept it tucked away and that was uh, what so, Sam. You believe, believe this... that well, it, Sal was talking to Leslie West, but it, but your father slipped in as a Leslie West impersonator, <laughs> and he sent you a message. Uh, wow! Uh, well, so your father on, was impersonating Leslie West. No, Howard. If, if you don't, if you have an understanding of the spirit world, spirits come through. I don't want to communicate and all right, oh, communicate oh, and help. Yes. So right. I'm. Wait, hold on. I'm explaining, Robin, please. So when rules. I saw that, when I saw that vision, I am yeah. I, I thought it was, okay, Leslie West, but it was actually Sam's father coming through trying to assist and help Sam because Sam, everything I fit. have a little bit of a thing where I can see the dead and I'm seeing a white dog right now. Do you have a white dog? <laughs> I, I have a black and white dog. So you do. Also, I thought so. There. All right. Yeah. And you he said that, that yes. Go, I'm sorry. No, also go, go. that day. Also that day, I said there's also a box with a green ball in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but in the, her closet as well from her dad was a box with a green ball and a guitar in the yes. closet. I mean, come on, Howard. Come I on. Don't, uh, I opened Sam, the, let I me open ask you something. Door. Do you I'm... know someone who died in their mid-20s? <laughs> <laughs> At all, do you? I'm seeing, I'm getting something right now but on you. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Do you did you have someone who died in their mid twenty? Uh, yes. uh, no, actually, exactly. That's why I'm getting this message. I'm seeing okay. that you've had a, 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 a very fortunate life where you did not see anyone die in their twenties. <laughs> but I'm seeing someone dying in their thirties. Did you have something like yes. that happen? Yeah, yes, that's what I thought. I okay, uh-huh. okay. I get yeah. it. Can I just say one thing about the guitar <laughs> and the green balls? Yes. So. I, I go in, I open the guitar case. It's out, it's a sign I should put the guitar out and maybe honor my father. It was a few months after he passed. 
And right. in the guitar case is a little note for me that I didn't know was that even there. Number one. Number two, I, it, next to it were my dad's green meditation balls, which are these two. You know, balls. Sal has green balls, but I don't want to tell you about that. They're you know, blue, Sam, actually. it's oh, funny. <laughs> I, too, have these powers, and I'm seeing something something yeah. unbelievable in your future it's it's an unemployment line <laughs> and uh it's coming a in very long, clear you're fifth in line <laughs> yeah yeah can i tell you a story about a bird i'm gonna make this short okay the, the, the other <laughs> fuck i'm really digging my own grave all right so the other day i'm i'm not gonna get into specifics but i'm asking for a sign and i okay. look outside in in my backyard and i say I want to, I want to sign that you're there and you're okay and we're connected to this person who's not alive. And I said, but don't give me a regular bird. I don't want a cardinal. I don't want a dove. You know, I don't, I don't want right. a regular, you know, New York City bird. Of course not. So I close the door. I lay on my bed. I look up and a fucking hawk lands uh, on a branch outside of my window in New York City. Can I tell you something? You think I'm uh, mentally not, ill? No, 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 no. I'm going to say something seriously, not to you, but to my staff. Yeah. Keep keep Sam away from me, please. <laughs> if, have, if I go back to the studio. <laughs> no, you know what I'm. You know what I'm getting a reading right now. Too. Yeah, I'm let's do something. it. Go ahead. I see a straitjacket in your future. <laughs> it's coming in right through the door very soon. No, Sam, listen. To me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. I can't believe you, of all people, are a follower of the cult of 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 Sal. I mean. I didn't. How I, I don't long know what, have you been asking for signs? Um, I, it's a few years. Well, it's here years. is Sal. This is what happens. Here's Sal, and now he has a disciple in Sam. Uh, yeah. and, no, and, no, and, no, 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 no. And Blit, uh, you've probably uh, you're a, you're you're a follower you're ready as well. To pop too. I'm his manager. <laughs> I'm. I have twenty people on Craigslist who are looking for readings from Sal. This isn't a one shot deal. I think Sal right. could help. A lot of people in this country, if not the world. Well, let's hope so. Yes, go ahead, Sam. I, I don't. I don't live my life by these things. If I ask for a sign and I get one, I it, it's comforting. I'm. Not, I don't think I'm a nut job. I don't. You know, I, this may be my only little kooky thing. You're. Uh, think, by the way, for my audience, yeah. you're watching somebody digging, actually digging their own grave right now. <laughs> go ahead, yes, Sam. And you were saying. <laughs> No, I know I you have crystals. I've gotten word from I, the staff. I, I, yes. I have stones. Yeah, I have a few. What do those stones do for you? They're, they're just, uh, I have a couple different say. stones. Doesn't Robin have this stuff too? I mean, you guys are... I have I gotta, so give me this stuff. I yeah. got a hold of Robin. We put a stop to that. Let me tell you something. You have no idea. <laughs> that, the so I got stuff in a drawer. There's one. But, you know. You need to talk to me. You need to talk around. me off the air. I saw those stones over Robin's house. I got them right out the window. The stones are back where they belong outside. He, Sam, he threw the know. stones at me. <laughs> he stole me with Robin's stones. No, but seriously, I'm interested in what yeah. you're saying. I'm listening. I just, just, I'm not distracting you by emailing HR right now. As you talk, right? So, you know, I do think like if I'm, oh, fuck, I'm, can I get a thank you for being honest here and stepping up? Because Absolutely. I feel like there are other people thank that you. believe. Let and- us let us stop right now and say thank you. Thank, thank you, Sam. Let me say that honesty is the worst thing you could do on this show. So well, why didn't you fucking tell me that, Sal? If we're such good you, friends, why did you tell her that psychically? <laughs> Telepathically. Well, I, I mean, do think it's uh, good to hold. St- there, I do like 
meditating and holding some different stones and just kind of reconnecting with the earth. We're so filled with technology and all that. <laughs> I like a, I like Blit nodding his head. Yeah. You know what, Sa- Sal? You know what? Hero. I'm I, I don't know about you, Sal, but I'm getting. I, I see. Right now, I see something dead, and, and I think it's Sam's career uh, <laughs> going out the window. <laughs> what do the stones do? They give off an energy, Sam. Is that it? Is that the idea? Yeah, they 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 make me just kind of chill out for a second and get grounded nice. and tune right. out the you well, know the craziness. And it w- <laughs> you know who said that? I think uh, John Hinckley Jr. Right after he shot the president, oh. he said, "Yeah, I got stones. I ground Where are my stones? I need to. <laughs> I need to calm down." <laughs> Howard, you don't believe in any sort of. I know. I know you don't no. believe in psychics. I'll tell you. I know. Why. I know. I know. I know. I'll tell know you why. I'm going to put Sal to the ultimate test. When Valerie Harper was diagnosed with brain cancer, we all love Valerie Harper. She was a great, great actress, comedian. She did our show. I met with her privately. I said, Valerie, I know you're on your way out. Let's have a word between us. One word. And when you die, I will challenge anyone who has psychic ability, bring Valerie Harper into the room and tell me the word. And when you tell me that word, I will know you're the real deal. Now, Sal, get in your fucking trance right now or I'll fire you and yes, tell sir. me. I got to help. I got to get Sam oh, out of your The pressure's cult. on. The pressure is on. What Howard, is it, You're going to get that word. Okay. Oh, Let's hear it. your life, you're going to get that word. It's not going to be from Sal on the radio right now, but you're going to get that word. Or Beth You're not having an affair word. with Sal. Sal. <laughs> no. Sorry. Okay, Sal. good. No. All right. All right. Yeah. No. You don't need a psychic for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but would they admit it on air if they were? I don't know. I don't know oh, either. Yes. What? All right. What let's sweet, let's. Um, Howard, first of all, yeah. I have just one question. The word is it broken down into two words? I'm not telling you a thing. Okay. Just tell me so the, the answer. Get in touch. Close your eyes. Okay. Get in touch with Valerie Harper. Just say it's, I'm getting it's two one words. Word. It, it's one word. It's one thing. But it's basically you could be are broken. You, down. Are you referring to syllables, Sal? No. Are you asking me how many syllables? Are, no, no, you know no, what is, no. What is a syllable? Do you know? Yes, of course. What is it? A E I O U, and sometimes Y. Oh my! Those God. are vowels. Listen to me. Those Listen are to vowels. Me. <laughs> Listen to me. Do you know that? Do you know that Letterman? Do you know that Letterman? Do you know that Letterman, Conan, all these late night shows? They always hired Harvard graduates as writers. Yeah. What's with my show? I mean, you you don't know what a fucking I'm syllable cheap. is. I knew I knew you were. Re- you, you're saying the word is broken a down. A syllable is a breakdown in a word. For example, oh, so apple. The sil- there's one syllable in apple. It's okay. between oh the two A E I O U. A E I O U. Those are vowels. All right, listen, vowels. There's one my syllable Nick- in the my- Sal, hold on, sweetie. There's this not is your- one syllable in apple. Oh wait, wait, wait. Let come me on, think about this. It's a breakdown. Them, How many them, syllables Sal. are in apple, Sal? Zero. Apple. Ah, right. There apple. you go. Exactly <laughs> right. You're a genius. I am firing you. You are amazing. Let me think. Wait, wait. What a uh, moron. See, I can tell you how many three syllables. Restaurant. I'm getting r- restaurant has three syllables. Restaurant. All right, there you go. And All what right. about apple? Well, maybe not. But you know, I'm, you're right. No <laughs> syllables in that. 
Um, let's see. And, and guess what? Zero, there is zero syllables in Apple and zero brain cells in your head. So there you go. You got Sal, do you understand why there are two syllables in Apple? I don't think you're getting this. Oh, uh, no. All right. Why? Let, never mind, Sam. He's your cult leader. Don't challenge him. Now, That's, uh, Sal, I want you to go. Right. I really want you to prove. I got, I got the, I got Close the your eyes. I know there's a breakdown in words and, one, and there's vowels in, breakdown in words in too. Words. It all comes all right. together. Sal, uh, close right. your eyes. Contact Mary, uh, not Mary Tyler Moore, Valerie Harper. <laughs> don't okay. accidentally contact Mary Tyler Moore. Mary, you don't have a word with her. No, I don't. Talk to Valerie Harper and get the word, okay. and then I can be a believer too, and then Sam and I will be in the same club. Go ahead. <laughs> You'll save Sam's job. Go and, ahead. And her job will be safe, yeah. You, you follow a man who doesn't know what a syllable is. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> I know what a syllable is. No, right. I don't syllable. think you do, Sal. So. Syllable has three <laughs> syllables. Syllable. See? Okay. So, all right, here we go. Um, all right, Howard, I'm getting, I'm getting a tree time. here. Getting a tree. A but, tree. Mm. Yeah. But the thing mm -hmm. is that with a tree, and I know we just discussed apples, and I, I, maybe that might be the reason. Maybe that that's why it was in my head, and that's why I was asking for two words. But the word that I'm getting here, Howard, from Valerie Harper from the other side, what I'm seeing, <laughs> what I'm feeling, is apple tree. Final apple tree. It's one word, and you came up with apple tree. Yes. You know, it's apple not. tree is two words. Two. You know that. No, I know. It's, it's, I know it's two words. I know you said one word. I said I'm it's one it's word, words. and you're saying it's two words. You, I'm telling you it's one word, and you came up with two words. So you you're making hold. us look bad. Okay. Well, I'm, I, I don't claim. This is a tough one, Howard. Honestly, in Sal's defense, he's new to this, and this is like top-notch psychic reading. He's not there yet. He needs to do maybe Hi, this is psychic reading. Tendency to act without thinking. The sun is the biggest star in the world. I do have a bad track record with stupidity. The peacock hides his head in the sand. I'm an idiot. Mitigating means staying away from people. It's common sense. Just mitigate. The light bulb went off, and I'm like, hey, I have water in my wiener. Capillaries. Fraternizing. Fraternizing. Statistician. Abominable. Ireland. 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 Come on. Now I'm fucking up Ireland. On our phone is uh, Pamela, who claims she is a psychic. Uh, oh, you're a professional oh. psychic, Pamela, in Utah. Hi, Howard. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not at all. As a matter of fact, I agree with you 100% that they're complete nonsense. And I went to one after my mom died, and all it did was make me feel worse and taken advantage of and still grieving. But for some strange reason, I've always felt like I might know the word. No, oh. Valerie Harper. I don't know why, but ever since you've been talking about it, I, I had this weird feeling. But no, I have nothing to do with the psychic community. I'm just a normal person. Well, if you get the word, I'll tell you the truth. So go ahead. Really? What word are you okay. hearing? Yeah, I've always felt like it might be baboon. Baboon. Now, how many syllables yeah. is in baboon, Sal? Two. How, oh, sorry. Oh, oh all right. But well, you're smarter answer. than Sal. It's two, Sal. Oh, two. Two yeah. for ba is one, and boon is two. There's two ba. syllables. Ba-boon. <laughs> ba is one, boon is two. Right. Two syllables. Right, Sam? You know, um, I could talk. I know Sam, how to just do syllables. like you, yeah. I could talk to Sal all day. 
Yeah. Well, Pamela, <laughs> I, it is not the word baboon. Oh, shoot. Is okay. not well, even close. All right. But okay. thank you. At least it's one time. word. Sal came up with two words and I told him it was one. <laughs> thank well, you. Well, baboon is two words. Bat and boon. You know, no, my favorite oh, memory my of Sal goodness. is when he, um, Claimed to have a 3.9 average in college. Remember that? It mm, turned out, yes. that, you know, that was crazy. That was crazy. I, it was close. Well, listen, Sam, I'm going to oh, tell what? you something. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty, I, I think I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm no genius, but I'm of a smart course. guy. And I, I'm going to tell you, you got to get, you got to get deprogrammed. You know, they got people who uh, get you, you out of a car. we need to drag her into a car with a bag over her head and take her out <laughs> right? to the desert? Listen, guys, I do a lot of work on myself. I'm also in therapy. I'm not. Good. I'm not totally whacked out. I'm, do you I'm tell your therapist this stuff? <laughs> I yeah, I believe in. Some, listen, like I said, it's few, once in a while I ask for a sign. If I get it, it's comforting. I know you and Howard have both, Robin, gotten signs. You just don't want to talk about it. Look, because then I don't people believe. Are think you're crazy. Oh, here's here's the, the the deal. I yeah. don't believe in religion or you know a supreme being or a higher mm-hmm. power. But every once in a while, I pray. It's sort yeah. of like that. Like whoa, there's nothing Same. else to do. Let me pray. What you're suffering from is religious paranoia. I know that because I have the same thing, but I don't have <laughs> signs from anybody. Right. My father no, died. You think my father's going to send me a sign? My father never <laughs> talked to me the whole time I, he was alive. But why would he start talking to me when he's dead? What is it, Jason? <laughs> I, I, Sam's downplaying this a little. Because like, when, when we're in the office and we start goofing on Sal for his abilities... She'll, she gets like, oh, come on, guys, come on. This is a real thing. I I can't be the only person that believes him. Uh, yeah, you all are kind of dicks about it. Like poor yeah. Sal is being <laughs> Damn vulnerable right. and honest. Vulnerable. And He's look, nuts. wait a minute, material. He, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Why hmm. does psychic Sal sound just like Sal? Hmm. I don't understand the question. Me neither. Well, if you're another on in another state, mm-hmm. the psychic yeah. state, wouldn't you have knowledge that Sal doesn't have? I mean, let's get back to Sal and let's let's get back to let's get back to Sal and his syllables on Robin. I got to get out of here. No, 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 no. You you can you but can't sound uh, contact anybody who speaks French. I can answer that. That's true. That's a good point. (laughs) Answer that, Sam. Go ahead. I had that answer too, but Sam, go ahead. Uh, There was someone at the door. I feel bad interrupting. Did you want to get that or should I uh, answer Robin (laughs) first? Why don't you answer Robin's question first about why Sal can't contact somebody French? Wait, what? (laughs) Why can't? Well, how come when Sal... Robin's making a good point. How come Sal can't contact someone who only speaks French and then repeat the French words? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Trying to think, but nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like Sal, why don't you contact Napoleon for me right now? And, okay. Uh, First of all, uh, when you're in the spirit form, in the soul form, the communication is—it's <laughs> universal. It's just like like music, Robin. It doesn't have a language, but it can it can it can cr- cr- conjure up emotions. That's right. So the so same thing with animals. Syllable. So. So somebody of French, if somebody French is speaking to me, they can communicate with me because we're speaking on a different plane, Robin. It's all, it's a universal language. But do you language. know they're French or, you know, you just don't know. I anything. might, um, they might let me know that they're French. Do you but see what I'm talking about now that Sal 
has a gift. You hear him speak. It's incredible. <laughs> Hold on. Someone Sal, is a, a... Sal's psychic self doesn't know how many syllables are in apple. I don't understand how they could be that similar. There's two syllables in apple. Apple. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. So. Okay, who the Listen, fuck is that? Listen, I was on that? the spot. You're under, you're under pressure sometimes, <laughs> you know? What, what can I tell you? I'm Hold trying to figure this out. So yeah. Sal is well, a is He's a psychic. He's not if a you guys no. would stop talking. The person's hand is bleeding. Oh, knocking at the Sal, door. Stop. Look, look the door who it is. It's Who's Sam's it? psychiatrist. <laughs> how are you? Shut the door. Close yes. it. <laughs> what, how long have you been? Do you like Sam? Yes. Yeah. And is Sam, is Sam your best patient? Yes. Does she pay you more money than anyone else? Because, you know, she's very unhinged. Yes, sir. Yeah. Anything Anything else you want to say? Do you think Sam is delusional? Does she suffer from delusion? No. Oh. oh uh, but is she a total kook? Yes. Yeah. In other words, you're very... Are you very concerned about her because she follows Sal and thinks he has special abilities? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Thank you. I'm sorry we kept you at the door for so long. All right. All right. Is it is it unsafe for Sam to be working here? Yes. Okay, thank you. Well, there you go. All right. Wow. 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 What a fucking show. I think Sal is trying to people please with his psychic ability on um, air, and he should stick to the real uh, signs that happen to him. And not try to feel like he needs to prove something to everyone on air. I'll tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not, first of all, I'm not people pleasing on air. I am acting as a professional and doing what is asked of me. So there's nobody that I need to impress. John right. thinks I have a gift and Absolutely. I obliged as an employee of the show and I did my best. So I don't think John I have, thinks I have, that. Well, I have yes, no hi, intent. Hi, Brooke. Uh, Brooke, you're on the air in Vermont. I have no intent of continuing <laughs> yes. with this. Right. Good morning. I, uh, I just the... want to say this is just brilliant. I'm thoroughly enjoying myself this morning listening to you guys. <laughs> yes, me too. I I, I, I feel a little disappointed. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean... Oh, man. <laughs> I really Can can you love... reverse time for me? The last <laughs> hour, please? How many syllables in time? I loved when you first started telling uh, what you were thinking, Sam, because it was like you were trying to, it was it was like you, your body just wanted to vomit. <laughs> like the way you were saying it, you were just so, um, it was great. Well, okay. I didn't want to disappoint my, my boss and I could see his uh, happiness no, you, and support you have not me disappointed me at all. I, uh, I just feel through the phone. And, and let me tell wonderful. you something, Sam. You actually yeah. secured your job today. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid of you. I don't know if that's a good thing. Sam, I was trying to fire you. Now I'm afraid. <laughs> Sam, I don't want to be on you. Sam, if Howard kept me all these years, you're a shoe in. Don't worry. <laughs> Sal, do you think? Sal, do you think you have a gift? Honestly, do you? I think do not you think have I have a gift? a gift. I think I simply have a. I have a belief in knowing that an afterlife exists, and therefore I communicate with that. It's not a gift. If you believed in what I believed in, it would simply be that, just a belief. The way but you, it seem, Sam, it seems like you're upset with him. It is a gift, isn't it? What do you mean? It seems like I'm upset with him because he's not owning up to it. Wh yeah, that's right. He has a gift. Sal, I think you're tapped in. 
You know you're tapped in. I'm only Don't tapped. downplay it. You're tapped in. I'm, Howard, I'm only tapped in because I believe in it. And if you believe in it, yeah. you would be tapped in. It's just that right. simple. So it's I a gift. That. It's not a gift. If you jump Being in the water. Being tapped in is a gift. Yeah. Absolutely a gift. And Sal, he's, it's he's a scared process. to admit it to himself. That's the thing. I'm not scared of anything. I have nothing to prove. I just believe in the afterlife. And right. if you have that belief and you know that it exists, you can tap into it. And you could tap into it too, Howard. And so could you, Robin. Uh, so I, I, believe. I don't think that's there true. I don't think, anyone about... could, I don't think anyone could tap into it. I think We're Sal has been blessed with a gift. And he's really coming to terms with it. And it's a difficult thing for him. It's not difficult Do, at all. Does anyone agree with me that <laughs> Sal is tapped into complete stupidity? I mean, yeah, does anyone want to go there with me? Uh, no, Sam, you're getting upset when I say that. But uh, this is my belief. I'm allowed to like have a crush well, on Sal. Excuse me? Tapped in Sounds like a little hey, more crush. She's a married then woman. Who has a crush on Sal? You. Oh, Don, what are you, you trying to do, man? Crush. What are you Nothing. trying to do? <laughs> I'm not let's saying, not dirty I, I the water. Can I be friends with Sal? Yes. Yeah, of course yeah. you can. Let's Robin, not, can I be offensive. friends with Sal without wanting to fuck Absolute, Sal? Is that, you know I you. believe in that. Who said anything about fucking? I don't think... I don't think Sam wants to fuck Sal, and I don't think she really wants to be friends with him. Once she gets to really know him. I don't think anyone on this side or the other side wants to fuck Sal. No, exactly. You're on the air in Georgia. Go ahead. Robin, you are uh, correct. Yeah. I need to join the Church of Sal immediately. You guys are crazy for not going along with this. Can I give him Sal the email the so we can have a reading? Well, listen, I, I, I am know, I not. Like I, to listen find... to me. Here's here. Let, let, let's let's uh, lest anybody think Sal has psychic powers. Let me let me sum this up because I got to get out of here. I've got real life to deal with. Yeah, I got a job to look world. for. I yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm not on some magical world here. Yeah. This is what we learned today. <laughs> a lot of people who want to be special. There's a lot of people who are broken and they're looking for answers. I'm broken. I'm looking for answers. But I look for answers in reality. There's no such thing as a sign. There's no such thing as aliens from another planet. There's no such thing as uh, contacting dead people. There's no such thing. Houdini proved it years ago with his wife. I proved it today with Valerie Harper. Rest in peace. It's the much only like thing... contacting your pencils, Howard. Right. You're just the only yourself. Exactly, Rob. The only thing Sal has done today is drain me of my energy. <laughs> Here's what happens when you die. You die and worms eat you. And that's mm. it. And you go into oblivion. Where were you before you were born? You were nowhere. You're going to be nowhere again. That's it. One day we're alive. What? And what? what? She's, I'm she's sorry. Sam, I'm deprogramming you. Can't you. Go along. <laughs> Please, Howard, you said something great on the air a few months Thank ago you. about Thank you. something that you're, that someone had Leave told you about how we were connected Leave before we came. Hold on, hold on. And then yes. remember that whole thing with the umbilical cord and the, come on. Come on, man. Say it again, Howard. It was great. Sam, there are no such thing. I'm going to tell you something new. There is no such thing as leprechauns. I'm not talking about a fucking leprechaun. You know what I'm I'm talking about. I'm going to say something very profound. I said this years ago. All we are is dust in the wind. (laughs) (sighs) Sam, repeat after me. All we are is dust in the wind. I I can't do that. Please carry on, my wayward son. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, we're the same as we're the same as ants. Deal with it. Yeah, and maybe there's a place for the ants too. Who says we're more important than them?
Doc could communicate with ants. Also, we'll be selling uh, crystals that have been blessed by Sal. I don't know if I could do the merch on live on Sam, air. Right now. Uh, Sam, your bonus this year will be electroshock therapy. I'm gonna, <laughs> seriously, you got to stop following Sal. But all right, look. Oh. Here, sing along with me. Okay. Coming at you. I close my eyes. for a moment and the moment's gone. Has a gift and he could save <laughs> your life. All right, gang. Thank so you. Many Jesus reborn. <laughs> Sal is connected to people who have died. All right, and John. he can change your life and connect John. with people you've lost. Thanks. Welcome. John right. Bitt. Sam, good luck. Sal, good luck. John, good luck. All right. It was really nice luck. knowing you, Robin, and <laughs> Sal and Howard, and, uh, you know. Don't leave us. Right. There's no place for you out there. You got right. to stay Honestly, here. Sam, I, you know, I had a family member. Trust me, she's right. There's nothing out there. <laughs> Sal, there I'll talk to you after air. Um, we have a long list of people. You're going to. All right. Come on. Come on, guys. I'm trying to end this. Okay, Goodbye. Bye. All right. All right. I got to go. Later. I don't have time Take for your care. nonsense. All of you. Peace be right. with you, Howard. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sal. <laughs> syllables, syllables. Thank you. Tomorrow, Reg E. E. Jack Sun. Four yeah, I syllables. Watched, I watched the documentary last night. It was Fabulous. thrilling and exciting and uh, very informative. Reggie Jackson will be with us tomorrow. Also, uh, Psychic Sal and his followers. Uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, wow, that was some show. It, uh, let me tell you about well, Grubhub. Who Hub. knew that we were going to have knew? a whole psychic segment? <laughs> Sal knew. 